0: Luke, hey buddy, the podcast has started, we started the cast, the cast has begun, it's begun, it's good to be back, we haven't been here in a while, yeah, it's been a wild summer, I've been in a rut, you have been? I've been in a goddamn bug rut, yeah, oh yeah, goddamn bed bugs came back, ended up costing me a lot of money, because they fucked up this living situation thing that I had going on, and... A lot of stress in my life right now, but yeah. the bugs—I'm out of that place. But damn, it's been a bad yeah. two months. I got to tell you. Yeah, have you watched Men in Black recently? No, because I have. Uh, those bugs are too big to to be a threat to me. But there's the guy that goes hey, go around he's, like lets bugs out everywhere, you know, and he gets really mad. and when Vincent kill now. bugs. I put my hands on my head. Yeah. The guy <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> <pretty sure laughs> it be matter. You know, Yeah, when he's swatting he cool. a fly don't do that Yeah, David Cross Yeah, He bugs him up, he puts him in a little cocoon Right Which I think is nice It's a good movie, man, I've been watching the Men in Blacks lately I really like I like all three of them This is a horror movie podcast So we're not, we're not going to talk about Men in Blacks Yeah, that's, just, that's, that's as off deep limits. as I'm going to go It's off it. limits to the cast The only commentary I'll provide is that I like those movies I won't you say like why them? or anything else Yeah, I do I mean, that's fine, they're okay I mean, there's a there's a novel called Bedbugs that is supposed to be pretty scary. Mm-hmm. It's a horror novel. Has this provided inspiration for your Benny Bugman character? You got some new material? I just don't even want to think about bugs ever again, man. <laughs> like, it's like taking a psychological toll on me. Yeah. Like, I'm fucked up. Oh, good thing we're not doing a bug episode today. It's tonight. like I've been to, like, bug Vietnam. You know what I mean? You got bug PTSD. Yeah, I'm in, like, a wheelchair now. Okay. You know? That's what's going on with the wheelchair. Yeah, that's I the was, wheelchair. I was going to ask. Yeah, it's from stress. Okay. I don't want to walk anymore. It I've been eating eating too much, so I can't really walk, you know. <laughs> Stress eating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: You look good. Thank you. Either <laughs> way. Put on yeah, three hundred pounds. I mean, you look me. much heavier and you're in a wheelchair, yeah. but you do look good. Yeah, it is cool. Chairs look good. I feel like the wheelchair I have is like streamlined. Like mm. Professor X like looks good. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, well, that's an amazing wheelchair. Like some people can just pull off a wheelchair and I can pull off a wheelchair. It yeah, absolutely. And it almost hides some of the weight that you have put on. It's true. You can tuck it into the right. sides. Yeah. Or I can do the classic like FDR blanket. What's The that? You don't know, like how like polio guys, they would always like FDR would put like a blanket over his legs kind of. When he was in a wheelchair. Right. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like a skirt. Like he's wearing a skirt almost. Yeah, you could do that. And I just push, push most of my fat into there and just into mm. a cool Garfield blanket. You could keep a lot of different items under there too. Yeah, like gun. a gun. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, cool gun. Fuck you, TSA. <laughs> I'm in a wheelchair. Leave me alone. Right. Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm right. going to finally be able to bring shurikens on a plane again. Yeah, and then you, you'll just make everyone's life on the plane around you that much better. Yeah, by letting kids play with shurikens. that was the biggest thing we lost in nine eleven. Was the ability to bring shurikens on a plane. That was that's a real victim yeah. of nine eleven. Is uh, you know yeah. all the fedora wearing people Brilliant. out there who want to bring their katana yeah. onto the plane. Well, we all lost yeah. something. We all lost something in that day. Yeah. Goddamn Street Fighter, you know. We still got to make yeah, that move. Yeah. Refer to a previous podcast if That's you want to see back. your idea, f- idea for a Street Fighter Origin 9 11. Listen story. to our year rev- review podcast. It, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah we, it's, a, it's a great riff. A great 9 11 Street segment. Fighter riff. And we're just going to keep referring back to old riffs so we don't have to make any new ones. Um, how are you, How are you, Luke? Are you okay? Everything for me is fine. <clears throat> Good summer. Yeah. Um, dog days of summer, dog days of summer. I've been really enjoying the weather lately. There's something about just wanting to vomit in your mouth when you walk outside. That's very calming to me. Really? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So the, 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 the vomit inducing humidity has been cool. Um, I had a bit of a stressful day today. Um, you know from to, monster energy no it wasn't with monster energy. that's where luke works if you guys want to dox him or yeah. find out his address and his information yeah just contact monster you, contact Monster will give it to you yeah contact monster no it was i i was receiving several phone calls from an irs agent today do you pay you didn't pay your taxes apparently not um apparently i owe up to five thousand um the irs guy I knew it was legit because he gave me his number right away. And when I told him, can I please talk to someone else? I have no idea what you're saying. He transferred me to somebody else who also gave me their ID number. So I knew they were real. That's so you I know. I, yeah. I, I indulged them. I listened. They said I owed $5,000, upwards of 5000 I said, I'm not sure how that's true because I pay my taxes. Um, I said, is this like a Massachusetts thing? And um, they said... I'm not here to convince you whether or not this is real. And I said, Well then I don't think it is. Seems like they are. That's the only thing they're trying to So it seemed do. like they were real until I kept listening and asking questions and he didn't he couldn't answer them. Um at which point I thought it might have been a scam. <clears throat> um and then at that point I was angry that I was wasting time with him, so I called him back and I had a little back and forth with him and um I think he was none too appreciative of some of my name gag jokes. Um Love a good name name gag. Yeah, it was fun. But um so he, uh, I, I wanted to return the favor and waste a bit of his time like he had done to me. And so I, uh, I w- that went back and forth for a little while and he hung up on me. Um, I said, buddy, hey, I'll- b- back off. I said, back off, buddy. Hey, buzz off. Yeah. And so, um, fortunately for me, I have a library of prank phone calls on my iTunes. Um, prank telemarketers that have called me, I've called back. Also, just people that didn't deserve it that I just prank called. Yeah. yeah guitar you know. centers and, Local bakeries and small towns. It's fun to hurt people. You know it, what I mean? It's not hurting them. It's just like wasting people's time. And it, it Well, is I want to hurt them. It is funny because time is, you know, just huh, an invented construct. And so what, what if it? I'm going to waste some of your time? You can't quantify that. Maybe you're going to look back and think that that little humorous exchange from that English guy named Errol that called you. Was, Errol. Was funny. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Errol likes to give a call every now and then. Oh, boy. the yeah. strong British accent yeah it's amazing how like you have a lot of british family and Mm -hmm. your british accent is just absolute dog shit yeah it's wild to me thank you you know you're welcome yeah Yeah, i tried my dad tried to like um (laughs) i did my arrow accent he's like it's just like it's just a mix of a bunch of really (laughs) bad accents um yeah no it's not good but um the people that i prank call they don't know um, yeah if it's not good because they're americans and they have no idea yeah for everyone listening, watch out for those i r s callers they're it's all a prank, well, it's not a prank. they will literally take your money <laughs> You can turn like, it into it yeah, a prank. yeah, it's like they want your money it's not that's more than a prank, a scam, Some might say a scam, yeah, yeah, my friend Mark got taken for like a thousand dollars from that, <laughs> Mark, if you're listening, you're still a fucking stupid idiot oh uh, mark uh sorry mark yeah um, but you know i um, it's funny, I talked to my mom about it too, and she was like. She's like, oh, she's like, she's like, what if you were a little old lady and you like didn't know the difference? And it's true. These guys are Yeah, scumbags. they're predators. They're ass little pieces of shit. Yeah. So money. I would love to try and give him a call if you're up for it now. Yeah. You're giving the number four. Let's see. Let's see if he's still uh, on the, on the line. Um, and maybe we can, uh, maybe we can return the favor here and waste a little bit of their time today. Okay. You got the number there? Yeah. Yeah. Just hold it up to the mic. Hopefully we it'll go. come through. Here, hold it a little closer. Thank you for calling into North Avenue Service. This is June and speaking. How can I help you today? Yeah, hello there. This is Errol. How are you? How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm just calling, um, returning a call that I got from your office earlier today, yeah? Okay. You got a call already from my office today? Yes. Okay. So, can you confirm me a few things so I can go ahead and pull out your records? Yeah, my name is Errol. Sorry? Errol. Errol, you're just lying to me, right? Errol, E-R-R-O-L-L. No, 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 no. You are just lying to me. You're going to be arrested for that. Why would I lie? And why would I be arrested? You are just lying to me. You're going to be arrested for that. How dare you say I'm lying and I'll be arrested? I'm neither. You are lying to me. I can just see here you. Your name is Kevin. So you are just trying lying to me. What is my name? Your name... You is Kevin. My name is not Kevin. I resent that, you little wanker. Call me Kevin again, and there will be problems. your real name is Kevin. Keep calling me Kevin, and I'll call the cops on you. Okay, you can go ahead and do that. Anyway, listen. Let's get to the bottom of this. I want to give you that money okay. I owe. Okay. You special little what do you dude. Owe? How much do you I owe? Money? How much Did do I owe, little man? What? you owe the money for me? Yeah, I want to give you money. money. That's you why you called. Money? You want to you give me money? Isn't that why you called? You, you want to give me the money? Or you want me to give you the money? What are you talking about? What kind of game are is you this? Telling me, are you telling me to send you the money? I'm saying I want to give you money. That's why you called. I want to pay you. Oh, you you deserve it. Yes. Okay, send it to me. Okay, I'll send you... How do I send you the money? What's your address? What's your number? What's your name? No, you can just... You, you can just send a tank. You can send it by to my address. What's your address then? My
1: address right now: 1111 Kansas Stations Avenue, North West Washington, Tennessee,
0: District of Columbia. Well, that sounds entirely made up. District of uh, District yeah. Columbus isn't real. Uh, you can just send it to my There's no I'll District of Columbus. Yeah, Columbus. not real. We know that that's not I'll real. i waiting, waiting for your money. How much do I owe I'll you, you it li- it. you little I have dude? I have Sorry? How much do I owe you, you little tiny man? You small little dude? Well, you're, so, you're so fucking Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! Excuse Whoa. me? you got I call you from, you return your call, and you call me a F and a R bomb. Hey, how many times did you fuck your mother, fucking motherfucking black damn faggy asshole? Hey, did you just what tell me you, I have a faggy asshole? You work for the IRS. You work for the IRS and you talk to me like that? Right, right. You're a sick little monkey, aren't you? So I'm asking you, how many times did you fuck your mother, fucking motherfucking black damn faggy asshole in a day? I don't ask, I don't understand the question. <laughs> It seems like a legitimate I think how many meals of asshole. How many times did you fuck your mama fucking damn faggy asshole in a day? Right. How Mm. many times did I fuck my mom's tiny asshole in a day? Well faggot blacky damn asshole. Are you calling me a faggot black asshole? That is asking you how many time did your fucking like a damn asshole? yeah he can't speak uh, it's, it's very hard to answer yeah, the question it seems like, like a poignant asshole. inquiry i'm just having trouble all right that's enough. i'm having trouble hearing he okay I mean, well listen it was know. great to talk I'm to you again i'll call you back tomorrow yeah i hope everything's going great over there looking forward to chatting again okay. all right, that's right. call I me kevin again there'll be problems day. good boy well, there he was, my, no. my little buddy I've been talking to. The IRS is very un-PC these days, if he you kno- don't mind me saying. He knows to just pick up right away and say IRS. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, if you lie to the IRS, I'm going to call the cops on you. <laughs> He draw, he does get worked up pretty easily. I, it, I've been calling him throughout the day. He could just hang up. Like he's trying to make money. He's obviously not going to get money out of this. I was willing. I was. I, I said, give me the address and send you money. Yeah. I mean, this guy is. Be and and for the record, that's the first time I've called as Errol. I've just called as myself the other times. But um, yeah, he really works himself up. IRS. Um, it's probably just a stressful job. Yeah, that's going to be it. He's in the District of Columbia. I'm sure he's a very good dude. Um, and he's just trying to, you know. Look, he's just trying to push pay. Everyone's got to make a paycheck a different way. You know, this guy's got to, you know, try and scam people that don't understand what's happening. That's what's the difference between that and just giving people tickets in Boston. You know what I mean? You got to make your money somehow. You got to drive those tow trucks. You right. got to um, push kids down and take you got to yeah, take whatever they you gotta got. You got to just inflict your way your will. It's a doggy dog world. Lesser. Yeah, it's capitalism, baby. Yeah, it's just the way. Well, we've all learned a valuable lesson today. Have we? I don't. Um, I don't know. Just don't take phone calls. Text people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's it. Just text. Like, if they texted me, I would give them money. Yeah. I trust that if they if you Facebook message me or you if you contact me on a Google Hangout, if the IRS tried to Google Hangout, I'd probably be like, yeah, this okay. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah. If a yeah exactly. do calls anymore. If the even you know fucking send me a MySpace message, hit me up on AIM. Don't yeah. call. Don't call. It's, it's a cam. That's a scammer's number one, you know, resource is the phone. We know. It. We see yeah. through you. We get it. Anyway, know. I'm going to call back tomorrow and just make sure that everything's cool with him. Make sure you don't owe any more money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, that question will haunt me. Yeah. Well, who knows? I didn't pay my taxes for like three years. Yeah. And they didn't do anything to me. And you paid yours. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But also, don't pay taxes if you're poor. They won't do anything to you. That's what we've learned. That's my financial advice yeah. on this podcast is don't, don't, pay, your don't ta- pay your taxes. taxes. <clears throat> my advice is to pay your taxes so when you get that phone call, you know that you're Gucci, call them back with a fake voice and aggravate them. Could do that. I like to think that I've ruined his day. The end is coming and then soon none of that will matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Civil War. Yeah. Whose side are you on? Not the telemarketers. I choose Iron Man. Yeah, I'm on Iron Man over Cap for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. What Cap's team is whack. I don't like Bucky. Oh God. Enough with Captain. He's, like, he's my friend. It's Bucky. Like Bucky killed a family he's... today. He's like, it doesn't matter. Buck's he's my a, buddy. He's a Russian traitor. I know. He's a Rusky. I know. I and won't look... trust a Rusky. And Steve Rogers just won't see through the fact that he's like a criminal that continues to kill innocent people. He's like, come on, Buck. How about when you and me? It took a quarter down to the old fucking ferris wheel down there and like if that the was the you and me i would take your life no i would have killed you yeah a long time. well i mean i would have killed you because i'm clearly more american and you're you know well, you'd probably I, be captain Redcoat or something no i identify most with vision <laughs> vision yeah why is that um, Just the mind stone. I feel like I have kind you of. You have a, kind of like a third eye, kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Thing, I feel like from there's From being some, like kind of a festy kind of right. guy. Right. If, if you go to enough festivals, you kind of develop um a third eye, so to speak, and an okay. ability to levitate. Really? Well, a feeling. It feels like it you're levitating. It feels levi- like yeah. you're levitating from the different types of compounds that you put into exactly. your body. Okay, I yeah, get it. Yeah, it's a compound thing. The uh, ketamine. Yeah, it's a ketamine thing. A ketamine eye hole. I mean, vision is essentially just like... it's ketamine a, yellow? A K-hole. Ketamine... Uh, like, the, it, uh, like the time stone? Ketamine just looks like a bunch of ground-up infinity stones. Yeah. It has like a vi- an amorphous is, glow. Um, yeah, not recommended for children. Really? Kids shouldn't take it. There's a reason that only Thanos can wield it. Ketamine? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. These are things that you, you've you been to a couple festivals, but, you know, not, in a, not as many. Like reasons. one. I went up to a festival in the, the same grounds that you and I went to uh, for Great North where you did a comedy set and Les Special played a couple years ago. When I, when I did comedy inside a fucking dog kennel? Yep. <laughs> cool. So I went up there. Um, I gave uh, our old buddy Space as a ride. Oh, cool. From the airport. I was coming back from another, from a from a gig, and I got a call. I said, can you pick up this guy from the airport and take him up there? I said, yeah, I can do that. So when I picked up my friend and drove him to Maine, and... Um, i went i was really hoping that i was going to meet the uh, celebrity weed panel which consisted of uh, alex gray and allison gray mm-hmm. who um as you alluded to before like when you want to get me an ipa you want to get me the ipa that looks the most like a tool album cover i know alex gray that's the work of alex gray yeah okay. well, i'm saying a that for our trippy artists right trippy artists have skeletons and stuff and um there was mark brownstein of the disco biscuits friend of the show Supercilius was a judge and then a Randy Bobandi from Trailer Park Boys. Okay. So it's quite a ragtag uh superhero team. To be honest, that team could have taken either Cap or Iron Man's. Yeah, I and don't know where they would go. They would have won. I feel like Mr. Supercilious is probably it's probably a Captain America guy. I feel like he's a bit He'll more go of a the Strange, rogue. personally. We're more kind of people who obey the law and respect the government, so we kind of go with Iron Man, but right you know we're good we're good guys i'd say super Silas is more along the lines of dr strange yeah um but either way um i didn't get to see the panel i got up there and it was late everyone was that all must be hard to do you have to smoke so much weed like how many if i ever smoke i only want like one hit Right. You know, I'm a very much a lightweight, but even if you smoke a lot of weed, that must be a lot to deal with. I'm not I sure what You, just, the, like, you probably yeah. can, don't have to smoke it necessarily. You can just, like, smell it and look at it and kind no, of stuff. Sm- you know, you know what I mean? It. You have to smoke all of it no, to I judge mean, it all? Like, I I think I that, know, you know, you, you look at it to, like, you're, yeah, the, yeah, I think smell and appearance goes into it, but I think that it, you know, smoking it is the final say, but it is kind of confusing because it's like, after you get to a certain point, it isn't just going to be like, oh, that last one, that was the best. Yeah. It's and how they, all... and how they make you feel, like that should be a part of it too because once you smoke more than one type of weed, it's altering, you know, you're not you don't know how one strain is necessarily making you feel. Right. You know what I mean? Cuz it's convoluted by you just, just exactly. smoking all these different yeah, types of weed. How, and how do you, you lose the clarity to judge yeah. a little bit, I would think? Yeah, I think it would make you dumb. Yeah. I'm not sure. I wasn't there for the contest. Yeah. But everyone was hella stoned when I got there, so I knew that it, it, no matter Who won? Everybody won. Alien vs. Predator. No matter who wins, we lose. Hell yeah. Uh Nice. I apologize for that. That's okay. Speaking of festivals, you know how I always am like dismissive of your fans and talk down Mm to them? No, I haven't noticed. On the podcast, even though they're also fans of the podcast and support us. No, because when you get to my level, um, you, you just perceive everything as everybody says to be a compliment. Oh, okay. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so we're going to do Shapefest yeah. tonight. Shapefest! For all your festival goers and all your festival boys and gals. These and are for my, other boys, my leg- festival boys and gals. Everyone, I'm trying to appeal. Okay. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm holding out the olive branch. Great. Like, so hey instead of alienating them, you're trying to welcome yeah, them yeah you've an heard of fractal fest you've heard of yeah probably circle fest, sure, Probably cylinder fest cylinders fest dome fest is a festival dome we play. fest everyone gets their dick sucked I That's assume not, they all it's an, what they'll give each other head no um maybe could be I bet it's happened, you know what I mean it's probably happened. it probably happened yeah yeah all right maybe it is then yeah 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 there's um it's encouraged at least. Yeah. There's a Lockin in festival. It, their symbol is little Infinity 8. But what does the word Lockin in have to do with the Infinity? Eh, you should call it, of... I bet Infinity Fest. Infinity Fest. Infinity exists. War. Yeah. So, any other... anyways, yeah. shapes. We're, we're doing Shape Fest. Yeah. It's a festival of shape movies tonight, which is probably the dumbest thing we've ever done. But it, I think it's. I mean, this is a weird. I think it actually might be the best. It worked out to somehow be like they are kind of related in like a weird way. These, yeah, these movies are all certainly, re- there is definitely an ongoing theme that extends beyond just the shapes. Yeah, they're mind Fs. Yeah. So what we're going to do tonight, we're going to do the sphere. Yep. We're going to do triangle. Yep. We're going to do the cube. Maybe. We have enough time because we got to go see the Meg after this. We're going to see the Meg boy. Yeah. We've been talking about going to see the Meg since the very first episode of Dead Last Podcast. Yeah, I'm finally going to do it tonight. You told me about big, it. big, to- big night. Yeah, we did the podcast late so you couldn't go with your friends. Yeah, but I abandoned my friends for Luke, which is I always love, mm-hmm. love spending time with him. I was supposed to go with Jen, but she was babysitting we were doing the podcast, so I also have abandoned my girlfriend um so it's just it's just me and you tonight bunny can't look just forward. just two people with their second choices <laughs> look forward to it to yeah hell yeah b team <laughs> second string and moviegoers. movie it comes yeah. out technically tomorrow we're recording this podcast on thursday the 9th it comes out on the 10th <clears throat> we're going to my my movie theater of choice the uh, amc lowe's at assembly row in somerville we're seeing imax oh yeah I'm gonna to confess to you. I don't know if I've ever confessed on the podcast before, okay. but I have never been to an IMAX movie in my whole life. Really, never been. The IMAX screen here is great. Okay, I love it. I saw Jurassic World there, and I thought it was fantastic. Cool. We also, I for whatever reason, there is like nobody. There were no, there was four seats taken when I I bought the tickets this afternoon. That's weird. I, it's really weird. I if we're the only people in there, I'll be so happy. It I was is a little late for a Thursday. I guess, but yeah. man, this is this is a. Uh, this is a... Funny, Good event. This is an event. Why aren't they this excited? This is a landmark shark movie. We've been waiting. There has never been a real big-budget Megalodon shark movie. There are so many fucking garbage shark movies, sci-fi movies. I feel like hard aquatic horror fans like you and I have been chomping at the bit, if you'll excuse the pun, <laughs> for this kind of Oh, <laughs> you, sly dog. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of prep. I read uh, The Meg leading up to it, which was previously cool. Meg, a novel of Deep Sea Terror, if you've read. Um, And it's a revised version. We're going to talk about that later because we're going to do a podcast on the Meg because it's a big deal for us. So uh, we won't get too more into too much more into it now, but you know, um, there it will be a Meg episode forthcoming. Hell yeah! Do you know other of any other Shape movies? I was trying to stream. I know there's one called The Circle. Yes, which is a shitty. Horror movies kind of saw ish, where there's mm-hmm. all, all these people are in a room, they don't know why they're there. It's also kind of a mind-dog That's movie. all, yeah, that sounds like just like, all these, they're all movies. in the thing in that theme, if you name it's it, it's all shape, just people finding themselves in a shape. Yeah, the circle is like a bunch of people have to figure out, they have to choose who goes in the middle to die every, after a certain amount of time passes. Yeah, that sounds like a saw movie, and then because until they figure out how, what their common link is and why they're there. Um, how about the shape of water? It is a shape. Is it, though? Of sorts? It's not, you know, it's not what I'm looking for. Is there a Rhombus movie, do you think? Um, uh, let's, or a Cylinder? Let's look up a Rhombus movie. Maybe there's a Cylinder. There's several Triangle movies. There's, uh, there's like, The Triangle, there's Triangle, there's a couple different ones. Um, yes, there is a movie called Rhombus from 2013. Damn. Um, and <laughs> get a load of this. A girl and a boy happen across a mysterious being. This discovery will change both their lives in the past, present, and future. So, it's no, like you can't have a shape movie without it being what some is kind it? of mind fuck. Yeah, it was like time travel in that one, too. Jesus. Cylinder movie? Cylinder. Let's see. Uh, the Cylinder. There was two. 1996 and 2014. Let's see. You. 2014. Hidden from the public to keep their unlawful acts a secret, a group of fast-draw artists known as The Cylinder hold, ongoing, hold an ongoing competition to determine who the six best live ammo duelists in America are. Okay. Okay, so it's like a gun reference. Let's see what this 1996 version is. You won't believe it. Tell me. (laughs) Trevor Murdoch finds a time machine and deals with the ethical issues of time travel. What is happening? What is the correlation between shapes and time travel? I don't know, because I guess you go because... Well, I mean, I guess what I will say is that because I mean, like for a triangle, for a circle, I because mean, it's like one point connects to the other. Yeah, would, triangle but, does it well. But it? still, it's still strange for. I don't know. Like, why does rhombus have to be time travel or cylinder? That doesn't even make sense. I don't know. There, there is a square mo- a movie, The Square. Um, I think that's just... about like an actual like square as in like a place. It's about an art curator. Yeah, didn't that Stockholm. just come out? Uh, Twenty seventeen. I yeah. hear the movie's good. Actually, The Square i've heard good things about that movie yeah well it's not time travel but yeah um it there's not a lot of shape movies but it seems like everyone seems to deal with some kind of time travel a little trippy interesting shape trip shape trip baby let's get into it okay yeah so let's let's dive in we don't get the time let's fucking do this let's do the sphere let's do sphere Here.
1: society, God's gift to ballroom notoriety, and I always fill my ballroom, the event is never small, the social pages say I've got the biggest balls of all, I've got big
0: A sphere is a perfectly round geometrical object in three dimensional space that is the surface of a completely round ball, analogous to the circular objects in two dimensions where a circle circumscribes its disc. Circumcised? I got my disc circumcised in the fourth grade. I don't think that's the movie. Though. I think you looked up the definition. I think you looked up the definition of s- a sphere. Okay, here we go. This you is were on your geometry website again. Yeah, sorry, I was yeah. on geometry.net. Um, okay, here we go. Sphere from 1998. A spaceship has discovered under 300 years worth of coral growth at the bottom of the ocean. That sounds more correct. Directed <laughs> by Barry Levinson. Um, it was based on a novel by Michael Crichton. And he was also um, has screen- a screenwriter credit here. The cast is one hell of a cast. Um, I won't Mm -hmm. won't even say their names, just to rattle off a couple. You know, uh, I won't read their character names, but just to rattle off some of the top Bill cast here: got Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson, Peter Coyote, Leif Schreiber, Queen Latifah. Hell yeah! I mean, this and also let's not forget about Huey Lewis and Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis of the News, yeah. Wow. Which I believe the helicopter is called a Huey. The type of helicopter that. Wow, is fly. that a little thing? That, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love um, Huey Lewis. Yeah, wish he was Dustin Hoffman in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin,
1: fucking, where do we <laughs> begin with this dude. fucking movie, dude? Okay, how so, do you even begin? Right, so
0: George Levinson is—he's uh he's directed a lot of good movies. Yeah, he was a uh, very successful director. Bar- Barry, Barry Levinson. Barry, uh, Barry Levinson. Yeah. Barry Levinson. Yeah. Uh, he's directed a lot of good movies. Um, sure. Yeah. Rain Man. Rain Man. Yeah, yeah. He likes to work with Dustin Hoffman. Who doesn't? Dustin Hoffman in this movie is 100% asleep <laughs> the whole movie. It's insane. It's unbelievable. He's the same character it's that he plays. Absolutely in meet unbelievable. The Fockers. Isn't yeah. it in meet the fuckers? Isn't he, he's like a doctor in that too? Right? Yeah, but he's like yeah. oh no, no. You have to. You literally what, have to but, turn the yeah. volume up every time yeah. he speaks. He's just mumbling. There is yeah. crazy shit happening, and he reacts in no way. Yeah. Just, just, absolutely, just all the way through. It's, it, so it's weird. insane. It's insane. It is. Uh, he is dog shit in this movie. Yeah, I, I literally had that as a note. You have yeah. to turn the volume up every. Um, mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to turn it down mm-hmm. when there's loud events. Mm-hmm. At, at some no. point, there's mm-hmm. and then up mm-hmm. when he talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's literally a point in the movie where I had it so loud, and Dustin Hoffman is like mumbling. He's like, my why, why you doing this me. What's going on with this sphere? You go in that sphere. And then (laughs) all of a sudden, you go in. A a climactic thing happens. And the sound is just metal pipes (laughs) clang. It's like, ding, 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 And I was like, what the fuck? I had to like turn it down. This movie. (laughs) So, okay. A couple things to start off here. So, first of all, if I told you that this movie ended. With all the characters holding hands and making a wish, (laughs) would you still watch this movie? Dude, I would still watch this movie because, like, this movie is so up my alley, and I was, I I always was so, I was like, how do I not know more about it? I mean, I've seen it before, you know, just watching it for this podcast. But I, whenever it was years ago when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, cool, fucking underwater." Aliens. I really liked it when I was younger. I did yeah. too. I still didn't, don't hate it, but like, there's still just so much. It is bad. But it there's, there's it is bad. It is a bad movie, but yeah. there's an allure to it. I think the first half of the movie is interesting and yeah. does keep you moving along, and and it brought me to it. So I would see it no matter what, but the where the movie goes is it's got to be one of like the all time biggest fuck ups in every movie. Oh yeah, I've just never seen a movie just degrade in quality it's like dog this shit one. Does. Third act, even and even yeah. just like the editing, just the filmmaking mechanics. Like it just seems like they were just like okay, let's just guys, we gotta wrap it up. It's a really weird experience watching this movie. So they they try to film the movie. What this movie felt like to me is they tried to film it like this book. Have you read but, the book? No, but they're doing like chapters. Like, they do these pretentious right. on screen things like right. The Surface, yeah. The Descent. And they're like, very the quick segments. Yeah. Some of them are like two minutes. I long. feel like they're trying to do like just picking random chapters in the mm. book and throwing them at us, and like it doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't work. So no. it's classic Michael Crichton stuff. Uh, all the characters are scientists. Right. And they're stuck in this crazy situation. Um, the sphere, they discovered the sphere in a ship. At the bottom of the ocean next to this underwater habitat they build a habitat for I'm not sure that i I, I think so I think it's built to Cause, investigate this because they go map. down there and they're like oh we found th- th- we happened upon this thing It's like it's huge you you should have I don't know how anyone missed this Right, you know, it's giant. Well, they didn't because yeah. well, well because there was um there was a crew that had previously gone down to check it out, right? And they were kind of like following like they found that there was another. Oh no, no, no. They found the space crew. They had found it in space and then it crashed in the, oh, in the I don't ocean. know. Cuz they fa- they go and they find they are trying to figure out what happened to other crew members. And they keep talking this is what happened to the other crew yada yada. But I, I, I don't, think no, that'll talking happened. about another crew. Yeah. No, because there's a crew in there. They so they bring these people on because it's an alien spacecraft. Right. Because Dustin Hoffman wrote a fake thing about the in case of an alien contact, like, right. you need these people for whatever blah, blah, blah reason. Right. And it was fake, though. He's like, I need the money. It's fake. Right. I, didn't, I didn't think we'd Which is get a get you guys. Like, you guys are funny, just my friends. I actually like that. that, was that. An, he improved that right that's yeah. not even in the book like he he was oh that Sam, he made it up he yeah. improvised that him and samuel jackson improved that right that, that whole scene was like so, yeah, yeah that, that, I need that, money and that's he's 3, a funny 000. that's something that's funny to me I, like, yeah i think that was cool the, too. these government agents are like they bring in this doc this doctor is that he wrote a whole essay about what do we do when we encounter mm-hmm. so we brought him in and the doctor's like yeah i made that shit up yeah that's that's funny that like i, I enjoy that aspect of it but um and, and i i do enjoy that um that construct of like different people that represent different aspects of society or in this case like different you know like a, there's a mathematician there's a scientist there's an astrophysicist, psychologist and they all it you know it's like um it's like a twilight zone kind of thing you yeah know, where it's like they each represent a different ideology it's true and they but come you, together with but, this massive but unknown but they don't they never show any of their field at all. No, the none uh, of them have anything to do with their. They just do wild speculation. Totally, no, you're totally right. Like they all have these skills, and they don't. They don't use them. Use it at all, like, except none in one of it. scene, which which is my favorite scene in the movie, which is when they first come to to um to the sphere, and um and it's just there, and they're all like looking at it, and each one of them says something different that kind of reflects their mm-hmm. ideology. So like Leif Shriver, the astrophysicist. Um, is talking about Giotto drawing a perfect circle. And he says, um, perfection, it's a powerful message. Like, that's kind of cool. Sharon Stone, who's the doctor, says, um, um, she says the Zen masters would say this ball wants to be caught. She's a biologist. She's a biologist, right? And Lee Schreiber is an astrophysicist. Right, yep. And And then SLJ is a mathematician. Right, and then Barnes is like the army guy. And he's like, have you forgot about the Trojan horse? This could be a trap. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and everyone's like, don't you think that's a little paranoid? He's like the paranoid military guy. And, uh, and then Dustin Hoffman, the, the psychiatrist, is the only one that notices the most important thing when he says, what mm-hmm. worries me is that it's reflecting everything but us. I hate to be the one non-scientist who picks this up. Yeah. You know? So it, it's funny. It, it makes you think like, okay, so Dustin Hoffman's character, the psychiatrist, is, is more aware and is essentially the protagonist and the smartest one, the person whose line of logic we're going to follow for this movie. Yeah, which is an awful person to choose (laughs) for us to follow. And and he does not figure much out. He just kind of, like, talks in a soft psychiatrist voice. And and like you said, nobody really uses any of their skills to any kind of advantage. He's kind of a prick. Yeah. Like, he, he... Sharon Stone is the only one really acting. Samuel Jackson is a different character every ten seconds in this movie. Yeah. Leif Schreiber is good, but he he's so young in this he, movie. And, and he's very underused. He, so he, he fresh face. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot. of And lines. he doesn't have a lot to do. Peter Coyote's really good. Uh, yeah. Barnes, Queen Latifah, we don't really see. Yeah. That much. I know it's like a, but, um, a, an A build cast, and just nobody does much. Yeah. 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 But uh, so basically, you go in the sphere. If you go into this sphere, then you can manifest. Your fears, Cause, I mean, kind of, but it's like they that, at, that's the end, at the they end. Find at th- the end, at the end, which doesn't even make sense. We'll talk about that at the end, I guess. But yeah, I mean, we don't even have to. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what <laughs> how we get there. But yeah, so, so three of them total end up going into the sphere. Like, and at they're not even times. sure if they did, and who did. It's like this very yeah. kind of mystery: who went in the sphere, what happened in there. But, the, mean, we're they, all pretty positive we know who went in the. sphere. Sphere, like yeah. Well Samuel Jackson's Samuel Jackson going goes. like batshit. He just starts acting crazy, so everyone's trying to like figure that out. And it's kind of like, yeah, there so there that becomes the dilemma how to figure it out. But then they figure out this system and how they start like text messaging the sphere. They basically start talking to the sphere like Smarter Child on right. a computer. Right. And he's and Dustin Hoffman tries to do psychology to him. Right. And it doesn't work out. What's his name, Jerry? jerry yeah. and he's like Jer- i am jerry i'm having- uh, jerry, jerry uh we don't need you we need you to stop manifesting jerry yeah. we are having a bad time down here jerry uh, and uh, yeah. we got to talk real quick about that one scene where it's the montage of dustin hoffman being frustrated that he can't get through to jerry yeah. and it's these really weird quick cuts he's like come on jerry help me out jerry jerry <laughs> jerry are you gonna help come on jerry wait what's in this future jerry it's just like <laughs> cutting to in different angles. It's one of the like weird most weirdly edited scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, for someone to be like reaching out to be communicating with an alien, like the quest, this is like how you interact right. with it. You're like, "Come on, Jerry." Yeah. <laughs> like you're like not like, "Where are you from?" Like, right. like he like what, he do, you, what, do, you what do you want? It's yeah. like, "Oh, what's in the sphere?" Like, "Come <laughs> on. Come on." Right. Like, Jerry, you gonna tell me? You know, yeah, yeah. On? <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Yeah, he like talks to him like he's a small child, and that to me is where the movie has intrigue up until that point. And yeah. once the letters appear on the screen, "Hi, I'm Jerry. I'm happy," the movie turns into complete dog shit. Yeah, because go the golden sphere and stuff starts to manifest. Also, they go one wicked weird beat was uh, they go into the spaceship and they realize that it's a that it's a human spaceship that has somehow traveled through time or something. I realized it's human because it says yeah. uh, trash-basura. dash Right. Which was a weird thing because I, 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 for some reason to me, it seemed like oh, it's in Spanish also. Like, I don't know. That's what that. Uh, is that what basur- basura is? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. just trash. But like, it was a strange shot. I don't know why. I didn't get I don't know the why. whole time travel yeah. aspect at all. Yeah, they rarely talk about that. <laughs> but it was humans because they find humans on the ship, human corpses. That's what I'm saying. That's you the know? crew yeah. I'm referring to. Yeah, but they didn't lose them. Who was it then? Time travelers from the future. Yeah, okay. You know? Time travelers from the future. Yeah, there yeah. There you go. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So they weren't like looking for them, they found them. Okay. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. So uh sort of manifesting stuff. Like Queen Latifa she gets killed by jellyfish. Yeah. But it's also a weird thing for to manifest in general, because Dustin Hoffman, in the end they say, Dustin Hoffman, they're like, you manifested those jellyfish. And it's like, why? Why? Yeah. Like, that's who you're thinking about? Why are people manifesting jellyfish? Yeah, like, you were thinking about her getting murdered by jellyfish well, she, while she was out there. Like, doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, and uh, Samuel little Jackson keeps manifesting uh, giant squid, right? Because he's le- reading... Uh, 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea Right, and there's this great scene where they're out they're getting someone, are they getting Jerry? or are they getting Sharon Stone? I don't remember, they're getting someone they're out and they're getting someone back from the sphere and there's a squid coming, well they don't know what it is but it's just <laughs> on the radar screen Peter Coyote is like, there's something coming and it's like it's exactly the shape of a giant squid. Like yeah. there's some type of yeah, there's some type of thing uh, object coming towards you it's like it's a, it's a giant squid. It's, <laughs> it's at like, one that is not how sonar yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a car it's a cartoon drawing of right. a squid. I just read the Meg. I know yeah. how sonar operates. Yeah. It's not like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just so, con- it's like, but you don't see it. There's just like, the ship kind of shakes. Yeah, and it drops a bunch of eggs and stuff all over the place. <sighs> Dude, it, it just gets so convoluted and choppy. And there are people dying from jellyfish. Like, how did she even die from the jellyfish? They were they got in her suit and they kept stinging her and stuff. That's kind of funny. They got in her suit and she flipped out. Because apparently that's what Dustin Hoffman was thinking about. For I don't know why. Right, they're like they—they they think that Samuel Jackson is dreaming, and he's dreaming up these creatures that are coming. Yeah, and then they think it's Dustin Hoffman that's dreaming, and it's just like, why are they all dreaming of sea creatures? Like, so if Samuel Jackson was dreaming about like a unicorn or some shit, would like a unicorn have appeared in the ship? Because at the at the at, the at the at the end, that they're thinking about sea like creatures that could physically actually exist down and underwater, kill you. And yeah, kill you. like otherwise I. Because once you know that, I would be thinking about a giant shark to just eat the whole ship in one bite or something. I would I manifest know. a flamethrower, like any adult. <laughs> because at the end, t- they talk about it. I'll say right now, at the end, they all hold, they all hold hands. I said it before, they hold hands and make a wish to forget because they don't want to manifest stuff anymore once they're out in real life. Because they said because they say we, we still have we're not power. supposed to have this power yeah. and like we're not more we're not responsible enough to use it as in they could just manifest good stuff too is what's implied <laughs> yeah. but they don't and they don't understand how to do it All I, right it's dumb it's just weird because they come to this like half-assed revelation that doesn't really explain the events in the movie and like as a viewer it's just very unfulfilling because you're like okay like it's so. There's just no, like, resolution to it at all. No. It's just a confusing movie that gets worse as it goes on, and then is hilariously bad right at the end. Yeah. Just it's cla- just weird. For two hours, there's just classic underwater base, people dying, like Peter Coyote. There's an emergency, and Peter Coyote gets cut in half by a- the doors, you know, have to seal. Yeah. Luke Schreiber gets... Fried. It could be anything. It could be any underwater fucking in peril movie. The coolest thing about the movie is this sphere, this unknown object, of which we learn nothing about and is barely in the movie. Like I said, the only scene I enjoyed is when this, the only time the scientists are standing around the sphere and kind of, you know, you know conjecture of what it is. And it's like, we don't really even see the sphere much in the movie. It's like, show us the fucking sphere. It's just, It's just... The movie just it, it loses the plot quick, and then just yeah, it doesn't even attempt to get you back on track. Because it seems like human human thing. It seems like it's supposed to be like a character study. That's what I would assume the book was a lot. That's like. what it seems like the book you know? was, was supposed to be. But it's, didn't really yeah. do any of that. Like for, the little no. they go into is uh, like Sharon Stone, which they create they treat mental health in this pretty poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Peter County's basically like yeah. he f- reads her file, and he's like, she tried to kill herself. One time, like right. 10 years ago, like we don't need this bullshit on this shit. Right. Like, and it's like, okay. Right, but, like, all like, of a sudden she's a she, loose cannon. She can do anything. Yeah, she's like, the biggest yeah, threat on this Yeah, She's ships. a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's like lightly implied that she was Dustin Hoffman's patient and they slept together, kind of. Yeah. Those are kind of the vibes I got. I think that's what they were implying. And, and Samuel Jackson just reads the whole time. Like, Jules, like Vern, a really good Jules, book. <laughs> Jules Verne, Jules Verne must have. They at least have a gold plated skeleton from this movie. Like he, they yeah. bought a lot of copies. Yeah. I know, right? What yeah. is he with that? What did he manifests a thousand copies of a thousand. I am like just thousands? thinking about all these goddamn books in every countertop, in every right. drawer, dude. The, the, pl- the plot holes are so plentiful in this movie; it's almost not even worth like looking at them because I don't think like the director cared. Apparently, like Dustin Hoffman said, he's like we felt like there was the movie was rushed at the end. I feel like realistically there was a deadline that wasn't being met for this movie and they literally just had to like piece together a third act because but, the the editing gets way worse as the movie goes on like the scene where um when they're all when it's the three people, when it's Samuel Jackson, Sharon Stone and Dustin Hoffman left and they get in the in like the escape pod they're going to escape and they don't know if they're in the ship or if they're in the spaceship it's like this the that, way that it's edited That part of is, the ending is so shitty. It, it's, it's so disorienting and like you're just like it just it just feels like the 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 quality of direction and editing is, is totally lost by that point. And even when the submersible like breaches the surface at the end, it's like 20 different cuts of the thing breaching the surface. Yeah. And it's like why? It is like, weird. what like, what a weird decision. Like and just that whole ending part in general where the, the habitat's going to blow up and they're they're uh, manifesting. They're all manifesting at the same time themselves in like different places. Yeah. Well, like they're all going to the same place, but they're basically lost in a maze. Yeah. You would think that for the nature of this thing, you would want to put them each in a situation that they have to overcome something as far as some type of character flaw, right? Of some sort, right? Because they're all. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's just how movies work. Sure. You know what I mean. You have to overcome something sure. in order in order to. Win. There has to be a, a, one of the literary conflicts. Yeah, yeah. Of which are completely absent. And there's not. They they just hallucinate for <laughs> 10 seconds, <laughs> yeah. and then they hit the button. Yeah. Like, and that's it. They right. don't overcome anything. There's they don't no, figure yeah. anything no catharsis, out. no no realization. You don't... It, yeah. There's nothing. I, it, yeah. That drove me insane. Yeah. Because that was like an opportunity to like at least have pieced together some type of like character, like resolution. Yeah. And overcome the sphere. You didn't overcome the sphere. You didn't do shit. Nothing like, it happened. was just... Yeah. It just happened and you just got out and it's Yeah. Good. You never find out it, why Samuel yeah. L. Jackson if they all went in the sphere, why was Samuel L. Jackson the only person that appeared to be losing his mind? There's just why did he only manifest when he sleeps while Dustin Hoffman is manifesting while he's awake? Right. He manifested some sea snakes that yeah. were uh, designed by Linkin Har- Lincoln Park DJ, Mr. <laughs> <Yeah>, Hahn. <laughs> that. Which cool. is crazy. The concept art was yeah. by Mr. Hahn for these sea snakes. Right. Uh, which looked ridiculous. There's also a great line I wrote down. Um from Sharon Stone. Uh she says, You know how I know you manifested these sea snakes? They only hunt at night. It's like you are very deep right. under the ocean and, right and, and they live there it doesn't matter they're not hunting they're just there that whole that scene. that is a ridiculous line of logic that whole scene because yeah. it, it doesn't often have been freaking out for a while snakes start to go in a suit and Sharon stone just walks up and smiles at him yeah and you're like and you're like okay wait is she going she's going crazy she's like the villain now mm. and she's like the snake's on a night Harry or whatever his fucking name yeah, is. Yeah. You're just like, dude, what? It's literally one of the least rewarding Stupid. movies I ever made. I remember the first time I watched it just being like, what? It's just it's, it's very typical of a Netflix movie. This has all the qualities of the kind of movies that are on Netflix. Yeah, uh, in cool cover, intriguing, and like Cloverfield paradox. Right, exa- like exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There there is zero substance to it. There is zero skill, and it and it's just unfulfilling, just bullshit. And you're like, okay, I wasted two hours watching this movie on Netflix. I guess that was my point, is I wanted to waste time. If you want to watch, you will get nothing out of this. Watch movie. Event Horizon instead of yeah, this. Watch, yeah, the, everything that this movie tries to be, which is Event Horizon, Alien, and Deep Rising, which is a complete piece of shit movie that is actually better than this. Yeah, because I, I was excited to watch this. Cause I liked this movie when I was younger. Yeah, I liked it as a kid too. And I, I before we watched it, I watched it with some friends, and they were all yelling at the movie the whole time. But, um,. They were. They said they brought up and it's thirteen percent on Tomatoes, something like that. Is it? Like yeah. this, dog shit's crazy. Yeah. Uh, also, two uh, two great lines uh, that I don't want to forget to say is, uh, "Bring your five day deodorant strips." <laughs> this is twelve percent. you being I get, too I'm uh, um, sorry, maybe a lost one after we watched. After I watched it, everyone <laughs> rated it. And there was one scene where we all burst out laughing, which was when Dustin Hoffman is yelling at Samuel Jackson, and he says, "I feel like you're strangely detached given the gravity of the situation," mm-hmm. which is just like, Aren't "That's you. You are. You, are! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you haven't done, You haven't reacted right. to anything this whole movie, Dustin Hoffman." Right. But we all laughed so hard when he said that because yeah. we, we couldn't believe he was the character yeah. saying that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, because I like. I feel like I liked this movie when I was younger because it looks cool. Like yeah. the it's an eighty million dollar movie wow. in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, right, ninety eight, which is a lot. Yeah. But the effects look fucking good. See, I think there's a lot of practical stuff in there I, besides I th- the sphere. Yeah, you know, it, it is a cool. You know? it, it, it's clearly high production value, and and I think that's why I liked it too. Because as a kid, I just remembered cool. the sphere, and I just yeah. remember like, yeah, that was cool. I like underwater shit. But like, it, I feel like something happened. This movie just went over budget and it went over long. And then whatever Warner Home Studio did it, that makes sense. And they were just like, okay, fuck it, wrap it up. And like Dustin Hoffman's like, well, wait, I gotta come to some kind of a, some kind of you know, clarification here. I gotta come read yeah. some kind of catharsis. Listen. It's just like, no, 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 no. no yeah. You know, you guys bl- blow yeah. it up and then make a wish that it didn't happen. And yeah. we're gonna wrap this thing Done. up quick. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like an executive wrote that last, the last Blow up the fucking ship and imagine it didn't happen. The movie's done, guys. Yeah, wrap it up. Moving (laughs) on. There was a giant delay where Barry Levinson, there was like a two month delay and Barry Levinson and Dustin Hoffman went and shot the entire movie Wag the Dog in the middle of this movie. (laughs) Which is a good movie. It's like Dustin. So, like, like yeah. So, like, Dustin can still act. Like, I don't know why. He he was just completely tapped out. Yeah. No. Exactly, I, yeah. He just seems disinterested. And it's almost enjoyable. Like, I really, I enjoy Dustin Hoffman's voice. Like, he, he voices one of my favorite all-time characters, Shifu, in the Kung Fu Panda Shifu's movies. Shifu's great. Yeah. And that's Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> like, he's got that same kind of, like, understated, like, psychological thing going on. But he, he voice acts better in Kung Fu Panda than he physically acts in Sphere. Sidebar, I just watched all three Kung Fu Panda movies What'd you two think? months ago. I saw you post about that. Uh, one, good. Yeah. Two, amazing. Yeah, you like two Three, more okay. Uh, yeah, Um. I think that's a good... Uh... That's fair. I would rate it as one is amazing. Really? Yo, yeah. I love two, dude. The villain's so much better. Gary Oldman is Gary awesome. Gary Oldman has that badass peacock, dude. Very cool. The two's Super very, cool. Two's very cool introducing yeah, the fire pretty power. dark. Yeah. But, dude, one better is just- Better fight scenes. One, so. one is just better- because, A little more heartwarming. Because, it's because of Uguay, yeah. man. Yeah. Uguay losing and just Uguay's knowledge in that movie. That movie's fucking deep. That movie Kung brought Kung Fu Panda's awesome, guys. Watch Kung yes. Fu Panda movies. Please. It's one of my, Great. Kung Fu Panda number one is one of my favorite movies Hell yeah. of all time. Hell yeah. Masterpiece. Let's at least end this shitty fucking movie review on a positive note. And tell people to go watch Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. <laughs> Hop- so that's find your so our Kung thoughts Band- on <laughs> the sphere <laughs> <laughs> are. Watch the watch Band- Kung Fu Band- Band- movies. Yeah. 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 I'll, that's I'll, really gonna say. I'll give this movie four spheres just for this, the fact that it, it is funny. Dustin Hoffman it, it, and the cast is good, um and it looks cool, and it's underwater. um but yeah, narratively, every aspect of this movie is dog shit. Yeah, but I'm still gonna give it four spheres. I'll give it four too because it's not like the worst. It's not the worst. I'll, I'll watch it again. I'll we'll watch it. I've it's watched just, it before, and I will watch it again. It's just stupid. Incredibly stupid. It's stupid, but it looks. It looks very good. It's, it's appealing it's, to the eye. Yeah, it can so, still kind of yeah. hold up. 98. I mean you know 10 years ago it still holds up so that's you know that's that that's like the one merit i can kind of give it yeah let's move on let's get to some other shapes all right second shape triangle
1: you
0: lost you can look and you will find me time after time if you fall i will catch you i'll be waiting daddy time after time uh-huh. lost, tell me a shape triangle triangle good shape a triangle is a polygon with three edges and three mm-hmm. vertices it is one of the basic shapes in geometry a triangle with verticals a b and c is denoted Denoted triangle ABC. Uh, If I may elaborate? Yes. In Euclidean geometry, any three ports, when non collinear determine a unique triangle and simultaneously a unique plane, i.e. a two-dimensional Euclidean space. These are my words. Um, In other words, there is only one plane that contains that triangle, and every triangle is contained in some plane. If the entire geometry is only the Euclidean plane, there is only one plane, and all triangles are contained in it. However, in higher-dimensional Euclidean spaces... This is no longer true. Okay, that's it. Um, and now to go over the movie, which is which makes that seem really simple. <laughs> it also kind of makes sense for a Euclidean triangle. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. Yeah, uh, truly. So, Triangle two thousand nine, um, rated R, hour thirty nine minutes, and the synopsis via IMDb is: a group of friends suffer a yachting accident and take refuge on a cruise drifting on the open sea, but quickly realized they were better off on the upturned yacht. Okay. Hashtag triangle life. So I'll say this right now. If you haven't seen this movie, pardon me, I would stop listening and watch it. Because yeah. this is a movie, like, I don't, I, I think this is a good movie to watch one time. I yeah, and well, to not know a lot about it, maybe you, you can watch a couple times. But I feel like have but, to it has a rewatch But I feel like to not know about this movie before you watch it is really uh, good for the experience of this movie. Um, so if you are going to watch it, pause this, watch it, come back to this. Yeah, watch it because we're you are going to be so confused while we're talking about this. Yeah. this. This movie gets into some really ethereal time travel stuff. Yeah, it's like a what? It's a looping movie. It's confusing. Maybe you don't want to, you're not going to just pause it and watch it, but I agree with Brandon that it's definitely worth it. It's, no matter what your shit is, your, your taste is movies and horror movies and whatever, it is a very interesting movie. Yeah, And it's a absolutely. movie that once you watch, you're going to want to talk about it. You're going to want to read about it. You can talk to Brandon and he will send you his fucking triangle graph that he sent me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a dense movie. There's a lot to talk about. It's tight. It's cool. It's a cool. Movie. I'd it's never tight. seen it before. Um, and it, um, yeah, it was, really, it, this is your first time this watching. My it? First, I, I hadn't even heard of it until because when you said triangle, mm. I, I I was like, I'm finding a bunch of triangle. There's a, a movie that came out called The Triangle a year ago. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That what was is a, that? I don't know much. It, it, it's a found footage movie about like a like a film crew. It's supposed oh, to be weird. decent, but this I had never even heard of. I mean, I think this movie is from like Australia. It's English made. It's shot in Australia. Oh, it's English made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, uh. I saw this movie randomly on Netflix. Yeah, it like seems like a Netflix movie. In uh movie. like when it came out, like early days of in of streaming. Right. Two thousand nine is when yeah. it came out, so that was kinda right when right Netflix yeah, was yeah. starting. Yeah, right when it was they started doing the streaming thing. Right. And I watched on there and I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like it blew my mind. Um, yeah, it is I was a mind impressed. Talk. Uh, how do you feel about time travel movies? I enjoy time travel movies. Yeah, um, I enjoy movies. I like when you see a movie from a perspective, and then you rewatch a movie from a different character's perspective. Have you ever watched Primer? No. Best time travel movie of all of all really? time. Okay. And it's like that. You would, you will love it. Do you want to know the first movie I saw that was like that? Absolutely love it. Was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which I really oh w- nice, which is really a good okay entry That's fair in enough the movie. yeah. Alfonso Cuarón directed it. Yeah, hell yeah. Um. And that's kind of, at the end, they do this whole rewind thing, and there's, like, they create duplicate versions of themselves, and they go and they, like, experience all the things that those characters, you know, Harry, Ron, or Hermione experience from a different angle. And I was like, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. So that's, like, kind of a trope I enjoy in time travel movies. Yeah, please watch Primer. Everyone watch Primer. It okay. is the, this movie's pretty tight as far as tr- time travel goes, but Primer is pretty, it's airtight. Okay. And super good. It's so, th- super low budget. Time it's crimes amazing. have you seen? Time Crimes this movie is very similar That's to That's what time I keep Crimes. hearing and I also have not seen that. Uh Time Crimes is great. You would also like that Spanish movie. Um I wonder which one was shot first. I think I think Time Crimes came out first, but I don't know if by the time this was written and they were shooting it that it came out. But very similar themes. Primer came out in 2004. Not Primer, Time Crimes. Okay. Time crimes and triangle. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. You know saying. what I mean? Um, Time Crimes came out in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. This was two thousand nine. This was two thousand nine. So Time Crimes was two years before. Interesting. This this to me seems like a movie that Christopher Nolan watched and was like, Oh yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like when did Memento come out? This is as Memento. Memento's probably to, like two thousand. Earlier than this you know? for sure. So yeah. He w- I guess he was on that tip before. But it's cool to see like yeah, you're right. It was this. Um, it's cool to see like a horror movie in that kind yeah. of in in that realm. And and to me, it's not. It's like yeah, there's time travel, but it's like it's a looping movie. It's about loops that yeah. continue to happen. Yeah, there should be like some Radiohead in the score to this. That's my only kind of issue with it. Because <laughs> time crimes, time time crimes is time crimes is also a horror. Oh, it is. Time Crimes is oh, about assumed I, it. Was like I would action. quantify it as a horror movie. Okay. it's not. I know you think you automatically go to, like, Time Cop in your head. That's exactly you know? what yeah. I thought of. I, yeah, wasn't but there, like, no, time, a game on Xbox, Time Crimes? Time Crisis. Uh, time crisis. Yeah, time right. crisis rules. It was an awesome game. Yeah. First-person shooter. I yeah. love Time Crisis. That was a great game. I, uh... For some reason, I keep wanting to be, like, the first boss, the guy who threw his knives for, like, oh, Halloween. Man. I don't know why. Wow, I remember that. I don't know why. I remember the yeah. old scene in Old England when you were on the cobblestones. Oh, hell yeah. You are the castle, yeah, and you're, like, the... this, you, there's guys on, like, machine guns. Yeah. Man. That's a great game. Time crisis rules. Yeah. I gotta figure out how to hook up the light gun yeah. <laughs> to the... You can't <laughs> hook it up to the HGTVs, the old uh, light gun there. Oh, right, right. That's a mess. Oh, that would be cool. Uh... No, no, time travel movies can fuck with me a lot sometimes yeah. because what I like, I have a lot of trouble understanding linear time travel. Of like, course. Like because I, it is a flawed concept. Yeah, <laughs> like, parallel time travel, totally, I'm with you. Okay. So yeah. you understand yeah. what I'm talking about? Where, yes. like, linear is, like, one thing where, like, that's what Terminator is, where it's like, Ki- where, like, Kyle Reese traveled back in time to protect Sarah Connor so she can have John Connor, but Kyle Reese is John Connor's dad because he traveled back in time right. to make John Connor It so, so doesn't it, make any sense. It's, it's fucking the same as Back to the to Future. Me. It's the exact It doesn't same make any I thing. can't run my head around it. I've gotten so many fights about Terminator oh, yeah. and they they're like it's you would stupid to make it doesn't no, so he had to travel back in time for some different reason, in order to first make John Connor, and then that's the reason. Like, there needs to be a break off because parallel is like right. you go back once you travel back in time, you are creating a separate timeline, right? You know, and that can split and split and split and split. And that seems, I guess, in the realm of like Stephen Hawking physics, more plausible. Yeah, that's what makes sense to me. Infinite timelines. If, infinite if, possibilities. if linear time travel does make sense, I my brain, I can't, I can't wrap my head around I it. Think that I'm not is, able. I think to... linear time travel is more of just a a narrative construct yeah. like in back to the future right i mean he has to go back and make sure that his parents meet so that they or make sure that his mom and dad meet and fornicate so he can exist and if he but and if it doesn't happen then he never exists there there's it's it, tr- it, it inherently has a paradox because he does exist you know what i mean it's true because also though doesn't he where a cowboy hat yes i don't know yeah three. i guess he, oh they, it is what i was gonna ask yeah yeah um no i guess it is linear right because he's trying to if you're trying to oh god we're, this is gonna be such a fucking headache <laughs> see it i can't I i'm not smart enough to, to grasp yeah. the concept of we well, uh, fucking time fucking travel i guess you know? i'm not you know uh, I mean, it's a made-up contract. I, I I absolutely do not believe in time travel. I do not believe it's a real fucking thing. I don't believe it will ever exist. It's a construct. It's a sci-fi fucking concept. I think it's fun. I like John Teeter. I didn't say it's not fun. I just don't think. Do you know John Teeter? No. He was a big internet time travel guy for like two thousand and some early internet a big internet time yeah. traveler. well well he w- he was someone who like made all these claims and stuff and described john teeter john teeter j-o-h-n-t-i-t-o-r um he made a lot of uh predictions that all ended up not being true but it seems like things that could happen just like delayed somehow okay but i don't know, i love that stuff I think he, it's fun. he claimed <laughs> it's fun he claimed that he was an american military time traveler from 2036 according to wikipedia mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, he seems fun. <laughs> yeah, fun guy. <laughs> I don't know if I'd believe yeah. him. But... great anime, Steins Gate. That's a fantastic thing based on Sean Don uh, Teeter's right. predictions. I cool mean, anime my, about time travel. My my the, the basic thing that shuts it down for me is if time travel was real, wouldn't we know about it by this point? Wouldn't somebody have traveled back to some point in time that's already existed, and therefore it exists and we know about it and we've seen it happen. It's, it's a, like the butterfly effect. It's just well, the butterfly effect is nonlinear time travel. You're talking about, right? Right. Yeah, but I, I guess it depends on what reality, and what you know, what. Yeah, see, I, I I do buy into that. I I absolutely buy into the concept a, um, of, of parallel realities and and different. And every time someone time travels, it splits. That's what I'm talking. About, the parallel. I, okay, I can, you know? I can. I can Wait. maybe. I can't deny that. I can't deny that no. that may, might exist. Yeah, maybe it does. You know, I I, I do believe that other realities are. Are, I, I believe in other realities more than i believe in like aliens you yeah. know what i mean not to say that i don't um i'm friends with one but um the the linear time travel thing i i, I don't like like this but, movie, but for if, the, if the government can do 9-11 can't they time travel didn't we talk about and did get 9/11? away with it it was fucking street fighter it <laughs> was it uh, was balsam dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name was um but, but what's cool about this movie is that it's not trying to shove this kind of logic down your throat. This movie just is. It just is what it is. And there's you don't know if people are alive or not. It doesn't get caught up in the the, the fucking metaphysics of time travel. And that's kind of refreshing. It just kind of yeah. is what it is. And you can analyze it as such. You don't have yeah. to go in and be like, is this possible? Is this feasible? We're doing it because we're super geniuses. But yeah. you don't have to get into that kind of analysis with this movie. Because I think I think in the, at the end of this movie... It's not it definitely isn't a science tri- time travel movie. I think it's a hell of sorts. But, Absolutely. But we'll get into we'll get into that. Absolutely. A I don't bit. think that, I don't consider this yeah. to be a time travel movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a hell. It's a it's a loop movie yeah. that that yeah, it gets into a whole purgatory. Mm. scenario it, it's it's got some really cool philosophical undertones but it really isn't about like quantum physics or time no, travel no. or any of that shit but it is a cool aspect a very exciting absolutely See, it's a very cool concept done <laughs> surprisingly well yeah so uh just for a quick better uh, synopsis of what happens to the movie is uh this woman, she shows up to the docks to go sailing with these people that she doesn't know, that she was invited to. She's a waitress. Jess, our main waitress, Jess. Actress, Jess yes. She's invaded by this guy who likes her to come sailing. She goes sailing with these waspos. Uh, waspos? Wasps. What's the hat? You don't know what a wasp is? Like a rich white person, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. You, know, don't, you don't know what a wasp is? No. Really? No, never You're met one. living in here, goddamn hippie world we don't have wasps yeah at, in my world no, okay, at festivals yeah. there's no mm-hmm. wasps only f- fucking sewer people there's very <laughs> yeah. there's just seers. <laughs> just, just more lo- morlocks <laughs> only we only hang on morlocks yeah just morally depraved and but different. well that's another time see what i did there that's yeah. a time machine reference time. yeah good one those okay. are the yeah, people work under. Yeah. Yeah. um anyways um <laughs> yeah go sailing uh, crazy storm, uh, their boat flips, and then this giant boat appears, this giant cruise liner, and they go on it, and shit happens pretty quickly. Yeah, shit gets, yeah, started quick. Um, <clears throat> well, what's cool is they get on the boat, this girl Jess seems, like, real, like, frazzled right away, and she's kind of just seems like she's shell-shocked, like, yeah, there's something something's just happened, something just happened her. to her, yeah, and, um, she's kind of, she, like, sees the mate, the guy that invited her um i guess jack is it jack's like the guy that she likes yeah i um, think so and he and she's like i'm sorry and he's like don't why, why are you sorry you're here and she doesn't have her son with with them which was weird because he they thought she was gonna have her son which you see yeah. at the beginning, her son has autism and she has mm. kind of like a strained relationship with him she's a poor waitress and struggling as a single bad mother. mom she likes and she's not a good mom, mom right yeah. she's hitting him and stuff um and so so she's got some issues, and everybody else all the, the wasps, as you refer to them, mm-hmm. they had they take issue with her. She's a she's a weirdo, and she's got a retarded son, and they're kind of just mean and stuff. Um, and then, so as like right away, they start sailing, and the wind stops, and all of a sudden, there's no wind, and, and so no she, waves, and it's like and no creepy. waves, no wind, yeah. and they're just kind of out there in this very weird kind of ethereal, like you know, ocean scape. And um, and then a storm, like a really bad storm, comes. And then a really bad CGI wave turns the yacht over. Yeah, and um, and then they all survive, but one one person kind of gets sucked through a window or something mm-hmm. and drowns. And yeah, they kind of all end up. It's this kind of weird phenomenon that leads them to all end up on which the top of the yacht. Which I thought was a weird choice. I mean, I have a theory about what happened to her, which I think it, it's not my theory, but I write a bunch of stuff on it. Yeah, I think but, I know what happened. Yeah, to but her, it, which we'll it's, say. It, but it is weird to not have just an extra body. For the pile. See, I think... That you know what was, I mean? I thought it was actually brilliant why they really? included that, not the one character, yes. Okay. Which we, we'll get to when we say what happened to her. Okay. I think it was actually really smart. Um, and I'll uh, I'll go to that. But yeah, so they're on the top of the yacht. It looks like it's open water, too. Like, they're just kind of fucked. And then this creepy ocean liner comes along. And they start kind of calling to them. And they see, like, a shadowed figure, a silhouette against the sun they can't really see. Um, which is weird. But then they all just kind of get on the boat anyway. And then the boat's weird. Um, they start noticing there's, like, food and stuff like that. It seems like a well-manned sh- – or a manned ship, but they can't see anybody at all. And the guy jacks like, oh, it's probably just the crew fucking with us. It's like, really? That's what you think? But um, it's like Ashton Kusher comes out. Yeah, yeah. There are people on this boat, Yeah, we flipped your boat and killed your friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your friend? Oh, no, she is dead. Yeah, um, but they, they do think that it is her uh, – the woman who survived on the boat, which is right. kind of why they're all like, oh, right. must be Helen. They think that she even found the boat. First yeah. Soon, yeah. So, yeah, should, do you want to start to walk through? This movie, I feel like there's not much point in doing a play-by-play. Yeah, but we'll just get the basic but thing. We'll get, it's yeah. like, it is, they get there, some weird shit starts happening. They keep seeing, like, a, someone, and then eventually they go to this theater, and they get shot. Right. Pretty much everyone dies pretty quickly once they get on this show. Oh, yeah. Very and that, quick and it's very as a viewer, I was like, really? They're yeah. just ne- going. I'm I'm thinking a slasher perspective. Like, w- is it just? It's the final girl within the first like 40 minutes of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's jarring because that's what you think. You're like, right. oh man, they they didn't. They're not going to stretch this out, right? And you know, you know? Jess is the final girl. Yeah, of course. And what they end up doing is actually a really cool twist on the concept yeah. of a final girl. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's because she yeah. she is the killer. So she is she ends up. Uh, attacking the killer who's just... He has a bag on... They have a bag on their head and, yep. like, uh, a work outfit. What would you call that? Like a um, jumpsuit. Well they, th- they, she, she had a bag on her head, which is similar to, like, Friday 13th era Jason or and also... Same, the, like, work work outfit. What do you call that It, it, was jump, just, it, it wasn't a jumpsuit. Right. What do you call the thing? I don't know, like a naval kind of thing. No. She, she looked like a combination of, like, Friday 13th Jason and the main killer from The Strangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Side. Simple but effective, good killer outfit I yeah thought. yeah they all get shot uh and she hits the the killer off of the or the ship yeah pretty much doesn't kill him she knocks him off with knocks the blunt off. end yeah. of that an axe and uh and then when that happens when everyone is dead and the killer falls off she sees herself and everyone down below on the ship waving little time travel and eventually, it just goes into the loop that she has to kill them all in order to yep. reset. That's what she thinks because that's thinks. what that's what the hooded character says. You have to kill them all if you want to get off the ship. Yes, and then it just keeps going in these wild loops. Yeah. So there there is uh, an A loop and a B loop, which is which I I, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts about it to see what people thought, and a, what a lot of them don't understand. They don't understand the B loop. They think like like this is a plot hole thing, but it's not because the first time she goes and kills them, she lets a copy of herself see herself and get away. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where she didn't, that wasn't in the, in the initial thing, she didn't see herself. You know? So right. that second one is the uh, B-loop, which is the one who ends up actually killing the bag head, which is the her other part of herself in loop, the one who kills downy and the girl in the in that room right and like drags uh who like stabs her in the stomach and slits downy's throat yeah so that's B, her okay like even though i, I feel though like that's the one that we identify with first no that's a that's a okay because b is the one where she first goes down in half the time she first like goes and interacts with them people are listening just being like i'm not gonna watch this yeah yeah so th- there's two jess l- main like opening jess loops that are happening at the same time so i feel like there are at least like four or six jesses like so on the, the ship so at, at the, the very same beginning time. is there just two or are there always this, i like, think infinite there's amount? F- four from the beginning there's no way because they would have seen them you know what i mean the, I, I think no, no po- but, it, but it happens different every time. There's still four Jesses, but they wouldn't necessarily have seen them because when the Jess that actually kills the baghead Jess, yeah. instead of knocking it off, because you watch her just, like, pummel okay. like, with, the, with the thing to death, yeah. you see that. Yes. It, and then she looks up and sees, and sees the boat, the boat yeah, as opposed right, right, to right, a right. Jess who just knocked it off and then sees the boat. Right. So that's still happening. So there's like two, like, the sets keep coming. I I think that like the whole the, the point with it but is they keep that, happening like, differently. They keep happening right right. I think that it like the point is like, as a viewer, we're supposed to witness this evolution of the character of Jess. We mm-hmm. see we intru- we're introduced to Jess A, and we uh, we witness her progression to Jess like E or F or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's the fact that like it, it's like the um. Um, like a, like in a science experiment, how you can keep changing the variables, but the result will always be the same. Yes. So it's like we she keep she's she's learning or witnessing Jess become, you know, cognitive and, and, and learning what's happening, learning of the becoming aware, become realizing what's happening and what her place is in the loop. But the point is she's unable to change the progression of events. And this whole time she keeps talking about getting back to her son. She's doing this for her son. Right. It's all about get her back getting back to her, her son. son, which we realize so is also weird. bullshit. Yeah. So we won't get won't get there yet. We won't get there yet. Yeah. Get there yet. Yeah. But so uh, this case is happening. They read about um, – uh, so the ship's name is Aeolus, right, which is the, the god of the wind. Right. And they talk about his son, which is Sisyphus, right. which is a big theme in this movie. Um, like Sisy- Sisyphean – Sisyphean? Sisyphus. Go to that. Uh, yeah, which most people know the story of Sisyphus. His hell, personal hell, is pushing a boulder all the way up this hill to just to have it come back down again. Right. And the important yeah. part of that story is he—that's purgatory that mm-hmm. he is sentenced to as a result of breaking a promise to death. Yes. So he's serving in a loop. Essentially, it's a loop mm-hmm. which we, and as soon as they, you know. Like in any movie, especially a horror movie, if there's any Greek mythology that's mentioned, what you're seeing is going to represent that Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And we quickly, quickly learn that Jess is in a loop similar to Sisyphus. She can continue performing this like, gruesome task, but it will not change events for her. And, and so it becomes, to me, what was interesting then is, well, then what, what was, what was the, uh, the action she performed that led her to be in this loop? And that's what happens towards the end. Yeah. So before we so – still, before we get into Which, yeah, that, we don't have to get right to the um, end that. that. That, to we, me, is the question of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not will she make it back to her son? Will she – you know, what did she – why is yeah. she in this, quote, unquote, purgatory? And I also don't necessarily understand why she keeps repeating because I would understand it for a while. But there are a lot of things that, uh, physically existing on this ship that remain. Right, some things I feel like some objects get reset, but other things, as far as bodies mm-hmm. and um, objects from people who came on there, do not get reset. Like uh, she has this locket that she keeps dropping, dropping in this sewer grate. Right, and there are like ten of them. Uh, one of the I think the best scene in the movie is uh, when this girl gets stabbed, and she's trying to help her because the other version of her stabbed her, and she goes out to this random deck that no one can see. And there are just 20 dead right. versions of it's her body. It's one of body. the best best realizations of the movie. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. And just and so that's, that, that's when you as an audience realize that yeah. this is a loop. That yeah. And she realizes it as well. Because that that's just, what, B? That's, well, she's, yeah, I think she's just B now. That's like, the she's interesting turning. thing. It's like, yeah. what... Which yeah. Jess are we as the audience experiencing this through? And that's where a lot of the confusion in the movie comes in. Well, well I, I don't know which one we going to call it B, but we are experiencing loop one from beginning to end. Okay. We see some of the second loop Jess, but, we see, but not a lot of it. We have in and out of but we, second we, loop Jess. We see third loop Jess as well. well that's when she is, has learned... Where she fi- or she at- thinks that she's learned that she has to kill this crew members because we see her then where she puts the bag on her head because she doesn't want like the other people to see that it's her. You know, we see even though she knows what the destination is, we see her continue to take the steps to end up there. Yeah. So she, we see yeah. her become that. Uh, but, but that's what, what what bothered me so much is, is the all, all those dead bodies. And all those things in uh, all those amulets there, those little blockheads that she has. Yeah. To see that amount and not understand that you need to stay, take a step back and do something to change different right, than right. what has been happening because right. this is going to keep happening. You're clearly locked in a loop. Like if right. this is the same, if this same thing has happened 20 times, right. like you have to try to be like. Well like I can understand it happening like maybe six times or something right. like that. And then you're gonna be like, Whoa, look at it's like, damn, like look at this. Like right. what I change, need to do think, something think to think about it. this. Yeah. And to just keep still keep keep going through the motions. Yeah. Like even when she ends up fighting herself that she fought in the beginning, you know, knowing she right. throws a gun, dolls, all this shit, she knows what's gonna happen. Right. She knows she's not going to be able to hear herself what she's saying to her. Like, why even bother? Well, because that's what, mm-hmm. the, yeah, and I agree totally. That's why yeah. you're like, why won't she just fucking do something different? It's but that's the whole like point of the movie is that we're witnessing a progression from one you know Jess to the next Jess, and then it, and it's the same thing with the science experiment. We know how it's going to end up, and she's not going to do what she needs to do to change it. So that's what when when we kind of learn, I feel like as an yeah. audience, when we can separate our viewpoint because the movie's so complex because it changes as jess's experience changes ours does as well but then we start real there's this dramatic irony where no don't fucking do that don't put the fucking bag on your head because you're just becoming that version of jess but yeah. she still thinks that it's the right move so you know there's as the movie goes along on this weird linear path like as the audience we deviate from her and yeah. we start to realize, don't do this. You're making the same mistakes that create this version of Jess, but yeah. she doesn't see that because she's just in this loop, and she's just kind of destined to perform. You know, it, it, it's like predetermined what her actions are. Yeah, stubborn and just like, it, yeah. dead set Yeah, on saving her son because eventually, so when she gets knocked off the ship, she wakes up on the beach, which was like a theme, a, a dream that she had when she was on the boat before. Right. Which they then stole she, from Inception. Then she goes to her house. Yeah. Kills herself. The duplicate that she's... She go, she to, goes, she's right. going to get to her son. She's finally made it off the fucking purgatory ship to go to her son. And she looks in the window and she sees another version of herself at the breakfast table with her son, which was the opening scene of the movie. Yeah, because the opening scene, the du- doorbell rings. It's nobody. Right. right. Yeah, it so was she, her. It was her. She rings the bell. Yeah. Very cool. and uh, Very cool f- filmmaking mechanics. And that. Then they go for a drive. And then up, they hit a pigeon. Right. you go seagull and then uh the she goes to throw off the seagull off the road mm-hmm. and it just lands in a pile of 20 other goddamn seagulls she's still looping she's still in the loop still looping yeah and then the kids freaking out and then they get in a car accident and mm-hmm. the body that her body that she hit in the back fell the devil bag and they her son's dead right and uh and then a taxi driver pulls up, who I believe is, they say it's Sharon, Sharon that he's the uh, uh, driver to bring you across the River Styx. The, the ferryman. Yeah, the ferryman. The talisman, Which right. makes sense, because he seems supernatural in the way he shows right. up and the way he's acting and, and stuff also, like that. Yeah, it's also yeah. a callback to like Greek mythology and the yep, the, the, absolutely. the River, um, mm-hmm. river Styx. The the um, river Styx, Absolutely. Yeah. I, and then she's like he's like you sure like she's like nothing can bring them back like they're done for so right. like, you sure you want to go and she's like bring me to the docks yeah to go meet him for sailing. that day to go sailing to try to reset it right and then he says <laughs> he, he says to her are you going to come back and she goes i promise mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i i believe that's the promise broken that dooms her to purgatory i don't think so i think she killed her kid she she did kill her kid I think that's what doomed in purgatory. Okay, that's I, fair. I think, but maybe, I, I, think, I think maybe they drowned. I think maybe on the first time they drowned except for Helen. Everyone drowned except for so Helen So, yeah, so and now we're getting to the end. So th- we're getting to the end here, right? So th- okay, th- yeah. that's why I like the death of Helen. Because the death, quote, uh, on Helen, she was the only one that survived. She's the only one that doesn't end up on this fucking purgatory ship because she didn't die in the, in the, 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 sh- the shipwreck. Everybody thinks she's dead. The whole movie, she's the first casualty. Yeah, yeah. But in fact, she's the only one that survived, which is why she isn't on this purgatory ship with everybody. She's also maybe not the only bad, only person who's not bad. Because it's weird that these people are part why of the Why are they being house. punished, right? And that was something I had discussed um, after watching the movie, which was, I was like, well, why are these people casualties of her? If she, her what you are then led to believe is that she killed her son in the first scene. She murdered her autistic son because yes. she's in a fit of rage. And so that, her pun- she committed like a cardinal sin. Which is why she had to ring the doorbell to distract her because she knows she's about to kill her son. Right. That's why she's going on this whole movie. Oh, my son, that's my why, son. That's why she's de- she's ends up in this purgatory. But I think the fact, the whole Sisyphus thing, if, if according to Greek mythology, you're doomed to purgatory for breaking a promise to death, I think that at, and the ferryman the ferryman could have just taken her to the afterlife after she that yeah. car accident but he doesn't takes her to the docks and he she, she says i'll be back and she goes on the boat as an alibi to protect herself to, from the from being you know committed I, a murder I so i think for the first I think for the first thing loop. maybe she went there as an alibi but she's not breaking a promise to to the ferryman the ferryman is giving her the choice he's like right you are he's asking her like you've seen how much this is a loop you know this is a fucking loop you sure you want to do this shit again and she says and she's, she's like yes yeah, yes but i don't think but I don't, she's not breaking a promise because she does come back no but she breaks a promise because he's specific there's no way that they would have wrote the character to ask do you promise and she says yes in the sense that she'll be back via the loop I don't think that's what yeah, it was. I think that's what it was. I think that it was. I think that the kid died again because that the the point is that you can't change the past in this movie, right? Yeah, you're you are uh, you are doomed to the fate that you make. And so she the when she thinks that she can outsmart the loop and go back and rescue her son, it's pro- proven to her that she cannot because then the kid dies again in a car accident. It, yeah. she, it's all it's like Final Destination in the sense that like death will come for you if, if it's your time or whatever but then the ferryman could have been like the, the 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 point of the ferryman in greek mythology is he he transports um lost souls uh, he either delivers them to purgatory or to the afterlife and in greek mythology he takes bribes and things like that so they, that's why they would often put dead they would put coins in the corpses of dead people because if they find the talisman in the afterlife you can persuade the ferryman to bring you to mount olympus and all this other shit but she she doesn't. She she goes. She goes. I'll come back. I'll come back, thinking she can just outsmart the loop again and save her son. You know. So she her ignorance is her downfall. She's not able to ever, and she'll she'll never outrun the loop. That's, my take, that. that's I, my take I on it. I don't think she'll outrun the loop. I also, but I disagree with the that she wronged Charon, and that's why. I think it's just because she, she killed her kid. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like I made a promise to death. I think it's just she murdered her fucking child and right. she died in this, in this accident there with all these people, and that's her punishment. And she can get out of it, right. but she's too obsessed with what she's done. She's created her own hell. Right. I, I definitely see that, and, I, and that she, might be that very great. well she can might be get true. out of it. I just think you that know? it's too specific of them to put the line in the movie that he broke a promise to. I, death, I think and then that line physically happens. I later. I just see it as a nod to the, them saying, be like, yeah, she's gonna loop back, right? Is what she's, and saying. that's the point, right? Yeah. So we know, but we agree it, on what the point. Yeah, is. yeah. It it is just weird, also that they. Uh, because you also might have the question right now be like hey why doesn't she just remember all the way through she like takes a nap and that like somehow kind of resets her right like she's still not all the way right but she gets on the boat takes a nap and kind of like oh is that a weird dream you know she doesn't right. actually know what's going on yeah but she has an inkling still kind of of it like uh my son you know right. like i need to get back to my son what did i do because she knows. She knows what she did because that, she that, kills that remorse, her. remorse is a part of her. Yeah. And that remorse drives She still drives kind her. of knows right, right, what she did right. and what's going on. Right. Yeah. But, um. yeah. That's yeah a it's a trip. It's a trip, man. Yeah, and, and, and there is literally, we should post it in the um, show notes or on the Facebook event. That graphic you sent me great. is very interesting, it's the great. diagram. It's very cool. But the yeah. movie, like I said before, the movie, as far as the loops go, is fucking tight. Yeah, like, man, that, it, it, like that's a lot to film think about to yeah. be able to do all For those him, levels. Imagine how much time and like what that room looked like with him, Christmas just like planning this shit right. out. Like that's that's pretty intense. Writing a screenplay Absolutely, like this, man. <laughs> like that's and that's wild. the thing. It's like movies like yeah. Inception. You know what I mean? Like there can be, that you can see graphs. I love Inception. Mm. That fucking shit makes no fucking sense. No yeah. matter how fucking many graphs you want to look at. Yeah, this shit actually kind of works mathematically it does, yeah. you know like it, it's a trip man it's funny it, i listened to a podcast as well just one and it was these real droll motherfuckers talking about it and i was like oh, at least when, when me and brandon talk about it i'll at least be funny but it's really like not much shit to talk or joke about it really is just no, kind of like it's kind of like, like the mind fuck out of it yeah yeah but there's still some things you don't know like uh, understand like what objects reset like who turned on the record player right or, like right. stuff like that but there's some unans- there's, there's unanswered like, questions it doesn't but matter they're really. not they're not loopholes that yeah. prevent you from kind of getting the, the the gist and the point of it you know who put the axe on yeah, whatever. Um, the fun. body things covered because like she keeps throwing the bodies out right blood resets though but not bodies like i don't know but it's purgatory, yeah. so it's like they also yeah, yeah they, it doesn't they, they matter. Have a it's a supernatural exactly. Yeah. But, and it's which a, is really it's su- supposed to just be her, the, whatever the it is for the hell you it, know? exactly. And yeah. that's what's smart on the the writer and director I right? because yeah, uh, it covers Smith. a lot. You, you, when you add that supernatural element, you cover your tracks in a lot yeah. of ways. So but any I, loopholes I you do like, well, tell. But well, I don't, don't think necessarily a lot of people look at the movie necessarily like that. I think. If you really like read into it, it one hundred percent is that definitely fucking hell. Yeah. it's definitely hell. But like, Absolutely. if you just read it at face value, you might not necessarily understand that. You might be taking it at face value as a time travel movie right. kind of thing, you know? We, yeah, we unless just... you really try to like f- think about it and take it in that way. But you yeah, know? see, that's I, 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 mean, it's 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 filmmaking. It's subjective, but. I think if you're looking at this as a time travel movie, you're not looking at it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look, fucking, uh, this is a horrible example. IMDb listed as a fantasy mystery thriller. Yeah, no. But it, yeah, it's yeah. not time travel. Yeah. It's not. It, it is purgatory. It is supernatural. This is, I would call this a supernatural thriller. Yeah, very nice. Uh, with yeah. elements of horror, you know, and fantasy. But this is a supernatural thriller. straight in, fuck you know? yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fucking, fucking sweet. It's, it's a, a cool, cool movie. movie. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah. Cool movie. Yeah, I'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. I'll give this shit like eight triangles. Cool. Yeah, I'll give it seven and a half. It's a, uh, it's a good watch. It's it's, it's totally something. worth it, yeah. man. Just and and if you have haven't seen it and you just listened to us talk about it for twenty minutes, I'm sorry because I'm sure that was just fucking confusing. But I mean, even how we <laughs> talked about it, it's not like we spoiled that much stuff. Right. Like it was all the main idea. Kind of just talking about the general totally idea of the film, just to watch it and see how it all comes together is yes. still like a pretty fresh Absolutely. Uh, experience. It's and a rewa- try to It's a reward, it. yeah. unlike Sphere, it, this is a rewarding viewing experience. Oh, yeah. And one that each, warrants more reward Because each watches. time you hit like understand what happened from that first experience and other experiences. It's very, it is very rewarding. It keeps yeah. giving you a little treat. Yeah, right, right, right. Being right, like, right. oh, you see that? That's how that happened. Exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. yeah, it's very rewarding. And it's uh, the kind of movie. Like uh, the mistake I made watching it was it was like a movie I threw on eating dinner, and I didn't realize how detail oriented this movie is. Arguably the most detail oriented movie like I've ever seen. Because huh? even with like loop and time travel shit, like Inception, and stuff like that, you can fucking go to the bathroom and something come back, and it's just like, well, whatever, some other made up science shit happen. This shit. If you blink, you might miss a detail that's pretty important to your overall understanding of it. Yeah. Which is, which is, I think, cool. Yeah. I I, I think it rewards the viewer from paying attention and rewards analysis and like further viewing. Absolutely. So. Cool. G- good shout with triangle. Nice job, Christopher Smith. Yeah. Uh, can we look up uh, real quick what else uh, he's up to, Christopher or, or, Smith, or what else he's done? I'd like to know. Oh, I'll tell you right now. He yeah. directed Creep. I, I think I saw that. Movie. No, I think it's a different creep. That's a Duplass Brothers film. Uh, okay, Christopher Smith's a pretty common name, turns out. I think it's a different creep. Really? Yeah. This was uh, apparently his, like, th- I read that it was like his third movie and that people liked this a lot more than the other shit he did. Okay, it's so an English dude. He did a TV show called Labyrinth, Black Death, Detour. It seems like it's about all Black kind Death. Of- okay. Yeah, you're right. A it's, Sean a, it's, a, it's a different creep. Um, yeah, these are all kind of like it looks like kind of not major releases. Like kind of. And more he wrote indie. Triangle too. Yes, he, wrote he did. And directed okay, it. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like well, you said, I mean, you deserve mad props to, to yeah. write and direct the movie like that. Yeah, like damn, yeah, this is a screenwriting feet and be and if you, sure. go, if you look up it is absolutely yeah. if you look up reviews and shit like that like there's really not a lot of shit like people would have torn him apart if it just didn't work yeah but it actually works and that's the real marvel of the movie for yeah sure. check it out this movie's weirdly unknown yeah i know i have never heard strangely of strangely unknown movie yeah um and the other thing i like about it in the context of the other movies we're talking about tonight cuban sphere this is the only movie where it doesn't take place in a physical shape but i think it's also as wikipedia told us in my triangle analysis it's the only one of these shapes that doesn't exist in a three dimensional plane. It can exist in a two dimensional plane, which yeah. is cool. So it's instead of like w- movies like Sphere, where they're investigating a Sphere, Cube, everyone wakes oh, up. Oh, we in could the have sphere. watched the Pyramid. That movie sucks. right, S- right. Yeah, I don't want to see that um there's like there's a ton of triangles that are happening metaphorical tri- the, the sailboat is called triangle obviously yeah there's it, it, it seems to allude to the fact that this happens on the bermuda triangle yeah you know what i mean um there's a tentative love triangle going on with jess and the character and the and heather mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's cool they, this is much more of a mit- metaphorical and deep fuck than the other two movies that we're absolutely talking about, you know, which is interesting to me because it's the it's the only two-dimensional shape that we're talking about <laughs> But, uh, all right, should we get into, uh, our final shape? Yeah, let's do it. on, let me go pee.
1: Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak Somewhere in this town
0: See me and the boys, we don't like it So we're getting up and going down Low, looking right to left. If you see us coming, I think it's best you move away. Do you hear what I say from under my breath? Tonight
1: is gonna be a generation.
0: Geometry, a cube is a three-dimensional solid object bounded by six square faces, facets, or sides, with three meeting at each vertex. The cube is the only regular hexahedron and is one of the five platonic solids, which you probably already know. It has six faces, 12 edges, and eight verticals. The cube is also a square parallelopide, an equilateral cuboid, and a right rhombohedron. My words. It is a regular square prism in three orientations and a trigonal trapezohedron in four orientations. The cube is dual to the octahedron. It has cubical or octahedron symmetry. The cube is the only convex polyhedron whose faces are all squares. Get that. Wow. Yeah. Without the convex restriction. And get this. There's one more such figure, which is made out of seven cubes. It can be formed by putting one cube in the center and attaching a congruent cube to each of its faces. Dag. What? Wow. Um, I also just want to comment you for a second and say you are so eloquent when you talk about geometry. It's like a second. It's like your second language. You know, I think it's more it's, uh, speaks to my linguistics than yeah. my math because I it just comes to you. Uh, my mom wrote a letter to my high school uh, physics or not physics. Um, geometry? No, not geometry. It was a. It was a. It was a, the, like an advanced mathematics course or something that uh seniors were supposed to take and i just didn't trig? want to. it might have been trick yeah and i just didn't want to do it and, like my mom was like my son doesn't want to take this class and you're not gonna make him <laughs> <laughs> and this fucking... leave my dumb son alone <laughs> yeah how dare my you my son wants to be a rock musician he doesn't yeah. care about fucking trapezoids yeah <laughs> and, and and that teacher hated me so much all um, he needs to know is how to count to four baby that's it i <laughs> <laughs> yeah so shout out mom i didn't uh who is the deadhead i did not need to take that mathematics course to sound smart when i talk about it on a yeah, horror movie absolutely podcast. i wouldn't have known you mm-hmm. were an idiot at all well that's what that's why i'm good at horror movie podcasting Hell yeah dude okay anyway let's get to the uh the actual cube we're talking about here um cubie 1997 at a slick hour 30 minutes Six complete strangers of widely varying personality characteristics are involuntarily placed in an endless maze containing deadly traps. Let's go. Damn. Yeah. This movie opens up with a nice resident evil classic, uh Tiny Cube death. I feel like they do that in a bunch of movies. Where someone It was get- just very it just red <clears throat> saw to me yeah. all over. Yeah, it's true. Where someone gets uh turned into a bunch of tiny little cubes. <laughs> Like Resident Evil, I think they do it in Does like Alien in or Resin- the net. Okay. Yeah, yeah in Resin- Resident Evil movie, there's like lasers that turn them into. I like, hate the Resident Evil them. movies. We should do a pod on them one time. Ugh, I'm down. that be but uh, I, I, yeah, ha- hate watching them. I love those video games. I hate those movies. I, I, uh, I, I this movie is like Mark would. Mark loves, love hates those movies. We should do a I, I, pod I do with Mark a, about okay. the Resident Evil movies. Okay. Sure, that'd be great. I would be into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, maybe I, I'll rewatch it. Maybe I'll like them. Um. Yeah, this movie is just like a classic fucking a bunch of people wake up in a weird place and what are we doing here? And it's done way better than I thought it would be and I enjoyed this movie way more than I thought I would. This movie is low budget as hell. Hell, yeah, so, it's uh, fucking brilliant. I, I knew how they made the sets for this movie the first time watching it and as soon as I started looking <laughs> yeah. up some info I was like yeah. I fucking yeah. knew it. Yeah, you can tell. This maybe movie is made for I think $80,000. Um yeah. what, what what's the director's name? Um, his name is Vincenzo Natali. Yes, he's done a lot of stuff, a lot of good, like, TV episode stuff. Not so many, like, lots of uh, good movies, but he's a very good okay. director. Yeah. Um, ah, <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Okay. Uh So, if nothing else, this movie is a master class in low-budget filmmaking. <laughs> Absolutely. It really is. It's brilliant. So it's... Uh, yeah. I, I feel it's kind of one of those things where you start with, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, almost, like, function over form in order to, like, create... Yeah. To uh, create a narrative. You right. know, because he's got... So you get this one big cube, right? So it's... The the thing in this movie is it's uh, this weird giant puzzle box thing where you go from cube room to cube room. And every cube, there's a door on every single side of the cube. Right. And some have traps in them, some don't. And right. they need to figure out how to tell which ones have traps and which ones don't. Right. But so in they're different colors, each cube's like a different color. Right. So they just built one fucking cube. Yep. And lit it differently. They, to show they, that they're in a different they place. They use different... They and, and, and one I, set. I called this exactly, not to toot my yeah. own nuts, but I was like, I bet they're using gels and they switch out the gels to make them look like different colors. And, and, that's, exactly and that's exactly what, what, they, what they did. did. <laughs> and they did even like, wasting no time, they shot for every single color, they shot every single scene yeah. in that color room. Right. And then just change the gels. Like, you could have, like, meandered a little bit, like, ah, change the gels back. We're going to do this thing. But they're like, no, we're knocking all this color out right now. And that's what's, and and it's like, it's not just that fact that makes it impressive. What makes it impressive is how they optically pull off the illusion that they are traveling into different cubes. Yeah. It's so well done. Yeah. It's a classic. You wake up, okay, you see them, they're in a big scape. But we're just going to show you this one small scape, and that was the actual physical space. Was that one small scape? Yeah, this is t- tons of weird executed. camera work, and yeah. they just had like a little piece of a cube. So when you're looking through a door, right, to see that you're going into another exactly. cube, so like it, it's brilliant. Like it's, yeah, this, it's great. this movie gives me such a boner for yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. a giant yeah. fucking filmmaking yeah. boner. Yeah, totally. Like that's what made me go to film school. It's like like low budget stuff. Like I watched probably. Um, fucking uh el mariachi like five times with the um commentary on with ro- not robert, ro- robert, robert, not robert Reagan. Reagan. yeah yeah oh yeah. cool because yeah, it's yeah. made for like super low nothing yeah, that's right, what made right. his career yeah and just like for all the things that he did in that movie oh, that, are, mo- that movie is f- fucking insanely incredible insanely clever yeah insanely clever how he yeah. pulled off that movie for yeah. like no money and Sim- i, I love it that's what like, guitar, guitar me case, to go to gun. film school just the guitar yeah. case gun yeah. it's just so simple and effective yeah it's great and this is a movie that i probably inspired i bet a lot of people to make movies yeah that's a good point yeah. it just it, it's proof that just a, a small concept can be done small and done well but mm. it's cool to like do this as the third one in these movies because the last two movies we talked about, like, each one of these movies, as we said, they're shape movies, they're mindfuck movies, but essentially what these movies are about is navigating a labyrinth. Yeah. And the first two movies are navigating a mental labyrinth, and this movie is navigating a physical labyrinth. Yeah. But done in in a way that they have to use their intelligence to do it. So it's yeah. almost like, you know, it's kind of an inverse of them. It's a physical labyrinth using your brain to navigate it. Yeah. Yeah, because they're all so all these people wake up and they all end up having kind of uh, uh, a role to kind of play. Yeah, in this thing, and then all these people they're all there's and they're um, trying to figure out why, what, what, why. So why five why characters they're... you have, um, Quint, So there, all these people are also named after prisons, right? That yeah, exists, right? Uh, Quintin, who yeah. is I think he's African American. Afri- well, he's a Canadian, Af- African Canadian, African Canadian, African Canadian cop. Uh, you have, uh, Levin, who, she is a young, uh, mathematician. But she's just a student. 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 But but she is is a brilliant Brilliant. mathematician. Absolutely brilliant. (laughs) Uh, Worth, who is, uh, you don't really find a later, but he ended up, like, working on a piece of the cube. He's your typical kind of 90s, kind of, like, pessimist, like, Neo before he's Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah which is weird they split up two names like Leavenworth is a prison oh okay but they split up the two names for Leaven and Worth uh Ren, who is uh he's an escape artist basically he's broken out of like tons of jails yep he's like a career criminal uh then what is the doctor's name Holloway 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 she is a doctor yeah and then eventually they run into an autistic man named Kazan yeah that was impressive yeah you yeah. did all that off the top of your head. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm good with names in movie. I'm good with movie yeah, names. That's, yeah, I didn't names. remember I all that. those names. I, ju- I was just on a podcast, uh, Secret, Shout out to Secret and Hideout. I was just on that podcast for, uh, we did the Beastmaster. And um, the names are so stupid. Mm-hmm. it's like the stupidest names out of any movie i ever watched in my whole life and i remembered every single one of them and right. like they couldn't like, i mean i tell like, you what you remember a, that like, a name is actually in terms of like useless know. things to remember name yeah. is actually pretty fucking good yeah. thing to remember how many times yeah. do you have to hear people say i'm bad with names yeah it's like people being like sorry i only i have two eyes and a mouthful of teeth yeah <laughs> i'm bad with faces because it's easy I guess, better, to talk. I'm, with, I'm actually better with faces, believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> but it's easier when you talk about a movie just say the actor. You know what I mean? When it's famous right. actors, it's but the, easier. But these guys aren't really, like, yeah. there's no reputable when when, actors in when it. When they're not a reputable actor, it's easy. it's better to just say the names. That's true. And they know. do say the names in this movie a lot. Yeah, yeah. Not that and I'm, they're on there. Not their, that to diminish your They're on their, jump, their jumpsuits. That's true, too. But that's kind of nice, actually, right. when... You have a movie where you're trying to figure out why are these characters together. What are they trying to? do, Why are these characters together? To be able to remember something as simply as their name is kind of nice to to, yeah. to, to give the viewer at least a little bit of information. And I guess all the prisons also kind of are uh, supposed to like reflect. Kind of like Quentin, uh, St. Quentin prison is like a very very violent. Okay. Uh, prison Holloway is like an all women's prison. Oh, so that makes and, sense. She uh, was the only, fe- or well, she was one of two female. Okay. I don't remember what they said about the other ones. Um, and then there was Alcatraz. Yeah, Mister Alcatraz himself. That would have been a little on the nose, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mister Rikers. This is my buddy. This is my boy Rikers. This is my boy Alcatraz. This is Gulag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have named it. Kazan. Should have been named just Gulag.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's sweet. Uh, but yeah, so they have to go from room to room and just figure out how. And why to get out of th- this thing, but yeah. it's supposed to be more of uh, kind of a character piece about how these people interact with each other. Right. Although I feel like it is maybe a little, like the characters are a little bit flat.
1: Oh yeah, and for, the sure. for can sure. I be mean, they're a little
0: bit shitty. The acting is definitely shitty in the movie, and it, it it's not shitty enough to be distracting, but it's enough to make this movie not great. Unfortunately, yeah. in my opinion, like, yeah. And Quentin is awful until he starts going crazy. That right. guy knows how to be crazy, yeah. but he doesn't know how to be just like regular. He's like, he, he just like, reminded me so much of the character from Saw Two. This whole movie really reminded me about of Saw Two. Saw Two yeah. was the first ensemble Saw, which was was a, a group of people waking up in a room and not knowing why they're there or what they have to do. That was the first Saw. You yeah. know, Saw One didn't have that. Quentin's it was two people. Quentin's the wife beater guy exactly. it doesn't even look like him yeah you know the guy that throws a girl in the the pool of syringes he i i, I even looked it up i was like 11 is, this and Levin dude is like 2? amanda young exactly in it there is and... i think that whoever directed saw two because i don't think it has a whole lot to do with saw the first saw but whoever directed saw two definitely fucked heavily with cube yeah i mean cube is like some fucking quintessential like 90s you know sleek computer horror shit i mean this is like perfect movie like pre-matrix movie you know yeah what i mean yeah kind of yeah as far as my fucks go yeah and just like the, the just the whole the character of worth and how he's just like i don't care i just work in a fucking cubicle my life like the, the, that and whole worthless. 90s existential crisis yeah, of just he's like, like nihilistic the, like, and exactly and they just wear their fucking ties and push papers like their bosses tell them to but wonder if there's more to their existence. Yeah, I guess there's it a lot of different practices me. and yeah in uh, existentialism yeah on uh, power dynamics and right. power structures and stuff like that. And and it's you like know. what we we're talking about with sphere too. it's similar in sphere that, that that old like kind of twilight zone trope of taking people that represent different like facets of society and whether it's like profession or just a mentality and putting them together in some weird situation, and seeing how can they use their minds to work it. Yeah. But what this movie does successfully that Spheres fa- failed to do was actually test each character's knowledge and test their personality and their wits to try and solve the puzzle. And it becomes clear that there's only that there's two people that are capable of doing it. Well, even three, I guess. And you can do, as people's abilities come to the light a little bit more. Yeah, it really ends up all Kazan and Levin. Right. right, right, K- right. Kazan is the autistic guy. Cause he, they're, but so but Worth also, you know, uh, like, proves his worth at the end when you think he's such a piece of shit and then he ends up being the so. hero Yeah, because he had built a piece of this cube. So they're, like, they're wandering through the cube. Like, yeah, Quentin is a aggressive, yeah. uh, piece of shit, violent cop. Right. Basically just, like, a dirty cop. Yeah. You know? I yeah. guess they're the same in Canada. Right. You know, they're kind of bad. Yeah, I guess they got bad cops Yeah, there, too. and Holloway is supposed to be kind of, like... Uh, they, uh, people have talked about her, like, being, like, kind of flat, but I don't think she really is. I I guess she's kind of, like, a stereotypical, um, kind of, like, overly privileged, like, liberal. Levin? Uh, Holloway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holloway's, because she's, she's someone who's always, like, she's talking about all these, like, conspiracy theories, and about, like, yeah, fuck the government, and, like, you cops, and, uh... She's very much like a rich white liberal woman, and but she's also at the same time being like my pearls, you right. know, like right. She has all these social ideals, but yeah. at the same time, she's still. I wish I had my earrings, right? Yeah, my pearl earrings and stuff, right? Uh, very materialistic, right? Yes, yes, yes. And but everyone else is a little bit flat. Yeah, just kind of caricature cut out. Cause I, I like. I like. I like the characters though, yeah. which is like something that is. This movie, like the sequel, I every character was so unlikable. Yeah, I found, and I, I only watched half of Cube. Is it Cube Squared? Is that what it is? Cube Two Hypercube. Okay. And then Cube Three Zero, which is zero gravity. Right. In the cube, and I haven't seen that one. So they made two more movies after this can you look up for me how much money this made because it is a ridiculous amount domestically i think it did barely anything but worldwide it the amount of profit off this movie is insane let's see well that yeah i mean just because of fucking good good direction and and smart fucking you know just just the brilliance of making a one set movie yeah, I think it made hundreds of millions of dollars for an $80,000 movie. It made, like, so, very little domestic in Canada. Right. But but And then it spawned a franchise. Yeah, so they made two more, which were kind of garbage. But the other two kind of go into, like, why they made this cube and stuff like that. Okay, see, I was kind of interested in that. I can't fucking find it out, dude. There's so, know, there's a lot of cube But just world. know, this movie made a shitload of money Yeah, for nothing. But people liked it a lot. It, but not only people have heard of it. Uh, it made more internationally than in North America in total, I think um Box of okay, so uh, it, its budget was in Canada money was three hundred sixty five thousand, and okay. its gross was five hundred and one thousand. But that's USA, so there's like a weird. It doesn't. Transfer... It doesn't say international. No, it doesn't. The international is supposed to be a lot. Yeah, no, uh, that would make sense, and, and 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 this was regarded as like one of the most successful movies to ever come out of Canada when yeah, it came yeah. out. Because there's not a lot of 100% Canadian-made films right. that are great. I mean, Cronenberg uh, is a lot, of course. He's right. a Canadian darling. And it's but great. I, I love the production canon, company. C- Cinema. Cube Libre. Cube, Cube Libre. Nice. <laughs> I, right, I remember. Nice. That was the first thing it, uh, one of the credits says, a Cube Libre production. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So they didn't do much other than yeah. this movie. But it's a lot of wandering around, funny about politics and stuff yeah. like that and getting to know each other. And they're in this thing for a long time, and they uh, there are numbers written on each thing, and they're trying to figure out what numbers mean why, what, with the prime numbers or all this whatever right. uh, math nonsense. And I'm sure Luke yeah. would be able to uh, spell out for if you. If I better. had taken that class, in uh, a year, yeah, maybe yeah, I would But not yeah. now. <laughs> And uh, they eventually get to like the edge of the cube, and they right. it's just it just drops off, and it's right. so tall.
1: Right.
0: And then you never find out who made the cube or why no you don't find out any of that shit and that's what's fucking cool about it you know i mean it's cool because that's not what the movie's about that's not what it's about yeah. it's about these three characters or these different character tropes working to try and figure out how to get out of it into each other yeah. and it's got and like i said i i just i love this 90s theme that to me was so evident in the matrix movies of like and they talk about it with worth it's this concept of not seeing the big picture but looking at what's right in front of you and like world is too complex to see the whole thing to look outside the quote-unquote box. Yeah. But keep your your head on your feet and just keep moving forward, keep doing what you're doing. You're looking told. at the left hand so you don't know what the right hand exactly, is doing, exactly. as like Holloway says. That's just like such a 90s existentialist <laughs> theme that That's I true. love. Like That just works. It's like it, it works better in this movie almost than the Matrix trilogy actually made it work. Like in the first Matrix, yes, it worked, but this it, it got thing. way too far from that concept. It's a classic thing for people to make... Um, I don't know what else is in, but what they talk about, yeah... I was only assigned to make a small part of it. I don't know like what it right. was used for. So it reminds right. me of like H. H. Holmes' uh, murder mansion. Okay, like that's how he did it. He right. would have just tons of people do just tons of different stuff, so they didn't realize that he was creating a goddamn murder mansion right. <laughs> in right. the middle of Chicago. Keep, keep your he- your eyes on on your feet, and you're yeah. not seeing the big picture. Yeah, I think that's a big like a big concept here. Yeah. Uh. It's, it's very simple, so I don't know yeah. how much to really talk. Uh, I think really talk about it. It's really kind of it. <laughs> we have to go anyway. We have to go anyway. Kazan, it, the actor plays Kazan classically, as uh, they say in Tropic Thunder, does go full retard. Full retard, but he's pretty good. But he, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. he's necessarily offensive. Uh, not super offensive. No. Uh, he is the only one who survives. Yes, and gets out of the cube. Yes, they eventually figure out that if they just stayed in the cube they started out in, they would they have been just. Fine. Which was somebody raised that question right yeah. away too. They were like, "Why don't we just not move?" And it, the, yeah. fir- the first solution they came up with was the right one, which is funny. I mean, that's and it's a maze, man. You know, it's a, it's a good maze movie. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's better than Inception. In a lot just of ways. watching people interact and it's uh it's very simple and you should give it a watch. And like I said, it's a master class in low budget filmmaking. Yes, yes, if you really pay attention to yeah. it, it's uh, if it nothing else, very it's worth for, worth watching for the mechanics. Honestly, yeah, this is a short one, but we have to go and see. Yeah, we gotta go see Meg. We gotta go see the goddamn Meg. Um, I'm gonna give this shit eight fucking cubes. yeah, I'll give it I'll give it eight cubes too. Pee too but uh check out the sequels if you want. They shed a little more light onto what possibly the origins of the cube are and what it's for' all without necessarily spelling something out. but um Luke's gonna go pee and I think that's it for me. <laughs> he is running away. uh, but thanks for listening. uh sorry about the long hiatus. But we're going to record another episode next week on the Meg. And we will release that probably next month. But we'll release this one probably right away. Uh, So keep listening. Share with your friends. And thank you very much.